This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. I'm not going to go through the normal, usual thing. Uh, this is my second time uh, doing this. I have screwed up uh, the intro, uh, the first four minutes of the show that are lost forever, uh, except for to the Twitch homies. But, uh, Rich, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Uh, happy Martin Luther King Day. Happy Martin Luther King Day. I don't feel like going through what we just went through. If you if you want to hear it or whatever, go, through, go on Twitch. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, it's Martin Luther King Day. You know, shit's better, but shit, shit ain't like what it should be. We all know this. Let's move yeah. on. Um, this is a con that I, I like to thank uh, my job for giving us the day off, uh, which is strange that this happened this year uh, after you know George Floyd and January six and everything like that. So they were like, you know what, y'all can chill today. So I appreciate that. Yeah. So. Make sure y'all watch MLK on Boondocks. I I don't I don't know what to do with that man. Um, where where, where do you want to start the wrestling show? <laughs> I want to start it with someone that went in the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame with ninety two percent of the vote. Kazushika Okada goes in the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame with, I believe the. Th- third or second highest percentage ever i want to say like he may be behind kenta kabashi and the rock if i'm not mistaken kabashi so, for sure i may be the rock i can't yeah remember for sure but um so why was it only 92 percent that's that's my question it's the same reason why people do the goofy shit where, like, you know, Mariano Rivera or Jeter or King Griffey Jr. or Willie Mays don't get 100% of the vote. It's like, uh, he's, this person's so young or this person is such a shoe-in that I'm going to, you know, play games with my vote and give it and try to put someone else in with my vote and might need some help. Like, I, I, I just find this to be stupid and, like, honestly, like, I don't know. I don't know how you penalize somebody uh, that's a Hall of Fame voter in any sport that does stupid shit like this for obvious mm-hmm. slam dunk uh, can't miss first ballot Hall of Famers. But like, short of stripping them of their votes, but it's like I don't know if that's too harsh or if like the the crime of or or maybe like you make all this shit public to where like people can just like 
you know, light up your mentions every year uh, about, you know, so, you know, about you being the moron that didn't do this. At least, baseball, at least the baseball, you know, baseball writers association people like their votes, like their names are out on a lot of that stuff. Like with this, the observer thing is like, you know, who who knows who's actually voting. So, um, so the JML actually runs a project that right. like they, you know, a lot of voters, if it's like a voluntary thing, hey, if you want to reveal your vote, they'll put make it public. So um, that's like one step towards like, you know, full transparency um on, on the ballot and this you know it, you know we have so few like actual hall of fans because obviously we, you can't take like the wwe hall of fame like seriously so what the hell is going on somebody's trying to call god damn finish shell <laughs> trying to um, call into the show or you nah, trying he, to call him he, he was trying to call a facebook message like like what are you doing guy um and i just heard it ringing in my ears threw me off but um we only have something like the observer hall of fame to really look at aside from like um your uh cauliflower alley type stuff right yeah. so this is this is the best thing i think we have so uh <laughs> yeah yeah one one day bruce i'm gonna figure out how to hook up a call-in type thing so um but yeah like that's why i i like the observer hall of fame uh so much so with okada he went in with 92 percent he was the third best in history. Kobashi and Liger were who he were behind. Um, I, you know, I think Okada is like phenomenal. Um, there's like not much more to say <laughs> aside from like, it, all right, but like, I know it's our job kind of to say some stuff. So I'll put it like this. A 10 year run following behind Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yep having like you know basically been the man through the rise of new japan to it really like new japan's always kind of been a global company you know the idea of new japan but like mm-hmm. it's never had like the uh the the connection this way mm-hmm. you know and that works with you know his great rivalries with tanahashi naito with okata or omega um then I don't want to. No, nah, I don't think not to Jay White, but <laughs> him and Will, I'll say that. <laughs> um, you could have said a Bushi given them the, the high level matches they've had in the past. Like, oh, but you, you went in and did it. You just like go ahead and just, you know, shiv. Yeah, you know, bow. Yeah. Shiv, um, shiv uh, Jay White. <laughs> but yeah, very, very happy, happy Okada win. Like, with like as much minimal bullshit as possible like the defensive voting and stuff like that which i think stinks but um yeah he's he's like an an all-time legend he's been an all-time legend pretty much from the moment he showed back up in new japan like the second match so um when he won the belt yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so like uh this is your guy james so like tell us about okada i mean me personally, like, I'm not trying to be funny when I say this or whatever. It's like, I think he's the greatest wrestler of all time. Um, I have never seen somebody where, like, you see, at least for me personally, I'm talking about my personal experience watching. Like, the first time I ever watched New Japan Pro Wrestling was Wrestle Kingdom 9, right? So, I watched the main event and I'm blown away. Like, I'm, I'm exhausted, but I'm blown away because it's like a long ass show but I'm exhausted but I'm still blown away by the match and then they have another match the next year and like the match is like just as good and then from there so like that is 
you know, like the tail end of the peak of the Tanahashi Okada stuff, right? And then all of a sudden, like, there's it's him and Kenny Omega. And then it's after that, it's like it's him and Naito. And then after that, it's it's him and, you know, Osprey and Shingo as they both move up to, to heavyweight. And I'm just like, all of these guys that I just mentioned are in discussion for, like, when they're wrestling Okada, they're all in discussion for, like, this person's the greatest wrestler in the world. Like, what's the common denominator here? Like, I'm not, like, I'm not saying for you to choose one or the other, but, like, if you get into a Tokyo Dome main event situation with these, with, with Okada, chances are the match is going to be so fucking fired that, like, people are going to, like, throw your name and your hat into it for, like, winning or losing or for, you know, um, to, to be in discussion for, like, for that year at least, like, the best wrestler in the world. Like, he kind of, like, he's kind of put it to that standard like whether it's even Ruskin or even if it's uh, Osama Jal for Dominions like he's um like I've never seen somebody like have that level of match while also not doing like stuff that anybody else can't do like the stuff that Kenny Omega can do in his prime um or I don't even say his prime because like I you know the DDT stuff is he's doing a whole nother like he's doing fucking like moonsaults to the floor like a moron but um, the stuff that Kenny Omega is doing is like the peak of creativity and he's doing it with Okada uh, the Osprey stuff like Osprey's changed you know his, his flying has gone down so I'm saying for Ibushi but there's still an incredible amount of athleticism tied to, to, tied to his matches and like you compare that with like what Okada's doing where like He's in there keeping up with all these guys while they're doing all this crazy, ridiculous stuff. But, like, his game isn't, like, to come out here and start doing, you know, um, ridiculous flying either. Like, he, his flying is pretty tame. Like, he's not... He, no one's going to confuse him or uh, confuse Makoto Bushi. It's never going to happen. And um, I just think that, you know, for so long, like, they, the way they pushed him... As that guy was like, he can put him in a big, sh- a big match, and he has the belt more, more times than not, and like everybody like is giving the rainmaker uh, his best, their their best shot, and like most of these matches, like as an Okada fan watches, like whether he's a top baby face or not, like or the, what what the company wants him to be or not, like it all ultimately comes down to whether he's in there with Shibata or Shibata or whatever else or, or Omega or Naito, especially Naito. Like, the crowd is living and dying for this fucking guy, this standard bearer to, to, to get beat every fucking time. And he turns the roof off and more, more times than not he says, fuck you fans, I'm winning. <laughs> it is, it is, it is, it's always funny to see like, um, what, you know, what that appreciation comes out, um, domestically or amongst, you know, um, Western fans like us, and to see that, like, you know, he has one of the highest, uh, you know, um, vote, vote-ins, I, I think that's the respect he's owed. Like, because he's been just incredible for an entire decade. So many four and four and a half and five-star matches, like, it's just like, like you said, there's a there's a common denominator here, and I'll, I'll say like, you know, he's had a, he's had an incredible dance part, and I'm not trying to put down right. any of them dudes. Like all them dudes are also des- are deserving of all the superlatives they've been given too. But I'm just saying like, 
<clears throat> I was gonna say with Okada's style, it's not like a visceral style, like where where he you right. don't live and die with Okada. I think like I think that's also because I think it's also because compared to a lot of the other people, like he's not as charismatic as people he's been in robbers with. Like you watch him with with Omega or Osprey or even Shingo or Ishii or Naito, like he's he's just a, he's a more of a stoic cat. Like I'm not saying he's Sonata. Um, but Sonata, you don't even know if he's alive most times, <laughs> <laughs> right? And I think that's kind of why they paired those two together a lot over the last two years was to try to, or last three years to kind of be like the t- who the guys are like cool and cold as ice, as opposed to like one is you know has the fire and all that kind of stuff, other ones kind of like you know, like you've said, like you don't even know if he has a pulse, so um. Yeah, Tanahashi also way more charismatic. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's another one. I forgot. Yeah, Shout out to Diogo. Yeah, yeah, obviously the most charismatic wrestler in the world, maybe. Yeah, ever, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but well, I don't want to get into it. I was gonna say Liger and then get into a discussion. Who's more charismatic? I'm not going to do that. He's one of all time. So, so, but for me, um, you're right. Like it isn't necessarily that visceral reaction, but I think like the thing with him is like, he brings the best out of those kind of people. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like you, like, for example, you look at like, um, Shuri and Utami and it'd be honest, like what they kind of did with the Shuri and Utami in, in Utami is kind of like what they did with, uh, Tanahashi in, in, um, Okada except in reverse. Like the chase was for the for the vet to win it after <laughs> that's thirty two years old and win it as opposed to like the per, the young gun that already has a belt. Um, but it's like it's the same thing. It's like uh, you have this stoic champion, and like this person is that's you know as good, maybe even better. Who knows? Like it's on the cusp, and like this person has to basically like bear their soul out there to you know eventually take the belt or, or go into the top the, the best hat match of the career to match with Tommy. It's like it's like that kind of thing. Obviously, uh, Okada's done it way more and done it to larger uh, fanfare. I'm just showing like the example. I'm just playing the example. Like so, like I feel like in a way he is kind of unappreciated, especially when I'm like you know. I'm surrounded by Naito fans. I'm, I'm surrounded by uh, Omega fans, and they're just like, you know, that whole that, that you know uh, the three factions of, of fandom at that time <laughs> from like 2007 from 2016 uh, to I, I mean like, until Omega left, where it's like everybody had their camp, and I'm just like, I think they're all fantastic. I think that Okada and Omega are on a on a uh, playing better than uh, Night Two when it comes to the in ring stuff because he's far more they're far more consistent. But <clears throat> if you like the Night thing, whatever. Um, but like the way they, you know, the way that like there was, I felt like there was just underappreciated because like one guy was on top and had the belt more times than not, and like the other two like had to go chasing to get the belt. So it's like, well, if not for Okada being the fucking hurdle, do you get to enjoy those two as much? Right. Right, and you know, like, like for me, um, those like are there some... will never be a, a, a higher moment of my wrestling fandom than Dominion 2018. Like mm. that's that's it. Like I like there's nothing else mm. left. Like you know, so like that's like and Okada's a big part of that. Like and it's like that man had to shut the door on you. She was like, you know, and, but the thing know, is, then, he only, the thing is, he didn't. Only, about like the Omega thing, at least like he only shut the door on him one time. Oh, Kenny won the feud, right? Like o- yeah. Omega won two, one and one. 
So and people, and, and people are like, like when they want Okada Omega five, five. I'm like, nah. I do. Keep, I do. Right go ahead and drop this you man know? with a with a six no. a six rainmaker, and then go to do a six. No. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't. I haven't talked to Zach about it, but like when Naito came out after uh, uh, January fifth, and it's like. Like, I don't even know how he can enjoy it because he knows he's going to get dropped on his fucking head. Bro, when I... Bro, <laughs> he about to get put down for the count. He about to get tombstone. So, so like, I was like, man, I wonder if Naito's going to walk out. And then he did. I was like, oh, no. Like, I was like, they, they know this, this match is done here. We're, there's nothing else to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So... so. So there are various uh, other movers and uh, with the Hall of Fame numbers, okay. uh, you know, Edge lost some stuff. So like, I saw oh, so make a point on you, Twitter. You get on, get off your edge, shit. I get you. Yeah, you know, they said if Edge would have died, he would have like had a better shot at going in the Hall of Fame than like doing his most recent WWE run. I found that grim but hilarious. I don't Randy- know. Here's my question for you, right? Do you think that's actually an indictment of what Edge does? It has done since he came back. Or do you think it's an indictment of just the WWE's television? I think it's the results. Like, like that one week where he tanked all three shows, like that shit stuck to him. And then, like, I think the the over dramatics that he does is just like grading i think and then like people are like figuring out that a he never really was that a big a star that they have kind of portrayed him as and he's like and it's funny because like he's a victim of he's the earliest victim of them bringing people back um and then like this era of people that weren't really stars that they were trying to tell you were stars like him and orton really and it's like Sorry, player. Like it's you know, I I think they'll they'll both end up on the ballot for quite a long time. So, did anyone was anyone in any? Uh... Especially when you compare him to like CM Punk, like, and then you see like the stuff he was doing, like as far as like selling off the United Center on a rumor, and like Edge couldn't do no shit like that. Like, well. Uh, obviously not to that extent, but like in WWE, you can never prove that you're actually a draw. Just can't. Um. So like when people get off their jokes about the bunny with Rum Reigns, it's like, okay, how about this? I put them both in the open market, right? <laughs> and I say that they're both running produce shows. Who do you, and, I, and they're going to put them on the same building back to back days in the same weekend. You can give the bunny her pick of what day. You tell me which fucking people, which show is going to have more people show up to. Oh, oh, Roman Reigns. Okay, let's not play this game. It is a simple situation. To me, it's like WWE is a situation where you just cannot prove anyone's a draw. And that was on purpose. They wanted to be like NFL. They wanted to be the Shield. And look, to be fair, they're raking they're in tons of cash. Uh, the problem is, like, once you build your show, once you build a TV show like that, um, I don't know what in in your pro, in your overall like storytelling is bad. The, the jig is up. Right. I'm not, I'm not saying that like they're gonna people are gonna stop watching their show in droves is like they have such a uh, a grip on what North American professional wrestling has been for um, our lifetimes that they're always gonna be 
have they're always going to have some cachet, right? Like most people, they they have most of every they have most of North America's like tape libraries, right? Like when they talk about their history or whatever else, like the only history that really matters for for the last thirty five years of pro wrestling is theirs because they own all of it, except for the last two years. So, um, I just think that. Like, if Edge had went to AEW and, like, he was having, like, and he still has good matches or whatever else. Not the, when he's not fucking with The Miz or wrestling Randy Orton for 50 minutes. Um, like, if he was in AEW and he was wrestling, I don't know, a Jungle Boy or whatever else, like, he would have more appreciation. Now, my whole thing is, like, I don't, you know, we listen to Meltzer a lot, and Meltzer really likes Edge and Orton and CM Punk. Or whatever. Well, CM Punk's a different category. He was actually, you know, super duper hot and, and was drawn on that kind of shit compared to uh, those two. But um, and and actually influential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, and uh, let me phrase that because Edge was Orton was a draw at some point. Uh, whatever. I was like, they pushed him a little hard enough and strong enough, and he had to look and all that kind of stuff and and everything and the pedigree and it worked over over a certain amount of time. Like, but ultimately. Um, when it comes to those guys, like they same thing when it comes to Cena is like everybody feels a certain way, but like that person was pushed to a certain spot, you know, artificially. Um, and the same, especially when it came to Edge, when it came to that Mount Hardy and leadership, like people were furious about that stuff. Not to say that like it's any of our business, but people were mad about that. People held it against Edge for a long time. Um, uh, they they, they kind of made it our, our business, so. <laughs> well. <laughs> because they because they use it they, they use what happened backstage to to yes to get help get them over further by getting more heat for him yes I, I get that um but what I mean is like there are certain people that just like I I'm under like I see Randy Orton I see Edge I'm like they have they've done some of the best stuff I've seen in North American um pro wrestling last twenty years do I think this person is going to make it to the Observer Hall of Fame knowing how how high those stakes are to get, like, 60%? Is it 50 or 60? 60. 50, 60. They get 60% of the vote. Like, that's really fucking hard to do. And, like, quite frankly, I don't see anybody from WWE doing it, like, unless something happens with their creative over the next, you know, five years. I don't think anybody's active ever making it unless they leave and go somewhere else. Like, that's kind of where we are. So like, Roman's gonna go back on the ballot next year, but he immediately fell off. Like Moxley fell off, Rollins fell off, Charlotte fell off immediately. Yeah, um, I heard Meltzer so, talking about like you think Duck, Becky, Becky is going to do better than Charlotte, and I could see doing better than Charlotte. But what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, Charlotte like, got love on the ballot. What's she gonna she, do? Last for two years? I don't think Becky's gonna get more than twenty percent of the vote. Personally, um, I think uh, also uh, Kota Ibushi had a big jump up to 54%. So he's knocking on the door uh, while Naito got nothing and <laughs> Ishii lost 1% and Ishii and Naito are tied. Um, so Ibushi, that tragic year he had, he, he somehow jumped a large percentage. Because he won uh, the belt. He, yeah. he won the belt in, in, in the Tokyo Dome. That's the reason why. He had a suit uh, matches. People remember that. Mystico just absolutely slayed. Missed the Hall of Fame by one vote. Some real Craig Biggio shit going on here. Uh, poor guy. He's probably knocking on the door. Okay, I don't know much about Mexican pro wrestling, so I'm not even going to pretend. But by all accounts, like, isn't his run like incredibly short? So I think 
I think the deal was like he was like one of the biggest draws and stars ever. in like ever at one point, right? Goes to WWE, disaster run, right. comes back and he's just like kind of hanging out. He's he's yeah. he's the star, but he's not like how he was. Um, so I, I'm not sure the the time period on on Mystico, but uh, we knew that guy at one point was absolutely fucking incredible. Um. And then he has all the like he he won. I was listening to Dave talk about it, and it was like this man won a Flair Thez from Mexico. It has never happened since 1980. Like say, so, say it's again, like say that line again. He said this man has he won a Flair Thez award from Mexico, and that never happened since 1980. Like that's just mm. like impossible to do. Like there have been no one to either even finish like second before. Wow. <laughs> So like for him to actually wow. had one one, so it's it kind of means a lot. Um, Wait, like um, what was the super? What was the um, Atlantis hair match? What year was that? Two thousand, I believe. Neither one of them uh, got in the top. Two thousand, I believe, is Triple H, if I'm not mistaken, or or Angle. Triple H won Flair Thez in two thousand. I think so. 2000 man wrestling man that is wow we're just like we give it to anybody that want to run the rest uh the wrestlemania yeah. main event yeah tri- triple h won and then the next year was kg muto then kurt angle so he had 2000 was triple h okay wow 99 wow. was masawa so that's, that's crazy to me like <clears throat> I get why that happened. I, I totally get why that happened. But, um, like, I, I, I've seen Mako's had a more match from 2000. Triple H can't wrestle like that. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously, like, you know, Meltzer and Meltzer, like, uh, I believe it was referred to as the Meltzer canon of, of you know, of, of women's wrestling. Like, once you get past 97, like, re- women's wrestling, according to Dave Meltzer, like, fucking st- cease to exist. But, yeah. But, so, like, any, any 2000, funny. any uh, Gaia, uh, um, Mako more shit he saw was, like, <laughs> he wasn't reporting on that, that shit. But still, it's like, nah, man. There's, there's some shit on there that I saw, and I was like, nah, man. Like, I've, I've going back and watching it uh, last year, I was like, she may have been the best wrestler in the world in, in like the early 2000s, like before Angle like took the fuck off. Like, it was that kind of shit. Like, uh, anyway, it's not the point. So, um, yeah, I, I'm just shot by Triple H winning and Flair Thess. Like, good lord. And <laughs> If he was going to do it, it would have been that year because they were on fire. Um, they were, but know. they weren't. But they were on fire not because of him. They were on fire because of the fucking Rock. <laughs> but like Triple H was the champion most of the year, though. So cool. like that's that's kind of what it is. So like, and he won. You know, in all the big matches, he won. <laughs> like I get it. So they were so hot because of the Rock. They and this is the shit that we still with Dillman. Like the Rock was so incredible that they could do sh- shit like have the Rock not win at WrestleMania, win the next pay per view instead, and also have people be so furious that it was like we're gonna beat the Rock, but we're gonna have him lay out everybody after he loses because we want people to leave it happy, and then the next month we'll give them another pay per view. It like imagine like that kind of that kind of stuff. Where like the Rock, like that's another thing. Like the Rock was so awesome. 
and Daniel Bryan were so awesome that like we were still doing the consequences of their awesomeness with people Vince can look at them like, well why are you doing what they did because there's only two of them motherfuckers that's why what are you doing what are you thinking so Be- uh, yeah get a baby face and beat them all the time that'll <laughs> get them over oh okay man okay whatever so you say Vince once again, congratulations to Kazushka Okada. Many more years of hope, hopefully, of continued excellence on top of the sport. My question um, for you is this, right? Yeah. The middle of last year, how concerned were you about like this being over? I wasn't concerned that it was over. I I thought he was just he was stinking, quite frankly. And it was like, because, well, I mean, because of the back stuff, people were talking about. Like, I was I was concerned. I was I was like. Ugh. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I thought they were clearly trying to hide him. Like, mm. as, like in plain sight, they were like, yeah, man, it's it's a COVID time, you know, da, 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 and we don't want to tie none of this stuff to him. And it's like, he's finally got the belt now after, like, two years into this shit. So, like, they it's wanna, like. They don't want to tie it to him, but they'll tie it to Naito? Yes. Ooh, yes. they go like ooh. is Zach on this? Is Zach listening to this? I don't know if he's if if he's on, but like they'll they'll put the belt on other people, or whatever, to try to do whatever and let Okada kind of not get that stuck to him, essentially. So like I think it takes a lot to be the champion during a pandemic. So uh Okada's now gonna get his chance because this thing's not fucking ending. So <laughs> it ain't. It is not. Um yeah, but um moving on to the next story. Apparently, Cody Rhodes is technically a free agent, so his contract expired at the end, and this is according to Fightful, um, his contract expired at the end of 2021, he's been working in AEW without a contract ever since, um, they said, apparently, like, people have known about this over the past couple weeks, of course, there was a situation where he was a medical disqualification for Battle of the Belts, he hasn't signed his new deal yet, but he has advertised Wednesday. So if he appears on Wednesday, I think Dave like put a um, like there were a lot of people saying this is like some part of some elaborate work. Like everything they tried to say Cody's doing is an elaborate work. Uh, Dave said, you know, there was um, a situation to where if you start, if you pop up on TV from this point forward, like that's pretty much what tell, tells you what deal is in place at this point. So, um, and of course, you know, you're coming up on that time, three-year deals. Um, there's a lot of people that are, has, they did all the bad jokes, all the, all the, all the kind of jokes uh, with this. I don't expect anything to happen. I expect him to probably talk about this kind of in a promo. I think Fightful is kind of getting, <laughs> brought to the cleaners a little on this. Uh, I don't want to flat out say they're getting worked, but they're going to use this for sure. Uh, and, you know, it is what it is. Look, I wish he would leave. Like, I I wish he would be like, hey, you know what? It's been real. And then TK be like, well, I, I guess we can do a clean break, you know, whatever. But um, I don't think that's going to happen. Cody's not in the business of making Rich Latta happy. So, um, yeah. What, what did you make all this, James? So, I, uh, you alerted me to this. Um, I was in the middle of watching stardom stuff. Uh, I totally had no idea. And then I saw it and I was like, huh, that's interesting. And, like, I was like, I, I, I didn't think he was leaving. I thought, but I did, you know, flood that idea that, like, 
you know, I put I might put something down on it, like to the crowd, you know, help crowdfund the situation. If like he shows up on like SmackDown, or he shows up on Fox, and he he throws a TNT title into the trash. I, I, just like just like obviously, I don't think it's ever going to happen. I'm just saying more like just for the hilarity of you know of of you know doing something edgy, if you will, or something you know uh, nostalgic, throwing titles in the trash. This is a this is a promotional war. I thought, uh, but. Yeah, you know, much like you, I think he's going to come back. I think that, you know, he's going to use this in a promo or, in, you know, in exp- in when he does another one of his comebacks or whatever else, because he, he has like, he's done like seven of them already, but um, his company's only been <laughs> been around for three years. He's done seven comebacks already, but uh, yeah, I, I think you know, I'm, I'm kind of like in line with you. Like, I think that they're going to try to blur lines. I'm probably going to roll my eyes at it because I don't care. I just want to watch your TV program. Like, show me what you got. Um, it, but we'll see. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you for the most part. I think that he's staying. Um, not because of the whole, like, he never does anything for me, so, of course, he's going to stay. It's just, like, this, you know, he's going to stay. Like, he's not dumb, he does a lot yeah. of dumb things, but he's not dumb. He knows what's gonna happen if he ever went back to WWE. He's gonna just be like nothing again. Like he might, they, they, like they might have that suit ready for him first day. <laughs> right hey, back in the, put, a, put right back in the gimmick. Right back in the gimmick. Oh man, that'd be funny. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I don't expect really anything to happen with this, but um, Twitter was a uh, a funny place this afternoon. Here's my uh, question. Did you see anybody from W from the WWE like pro apologist side like saying they want him? Oh yeah, like I, how funny it would be, and, you know, coming up Royal Rumble scenarios, and then I think that the shit that tricked them was like some of the other people saying, yeah, you know, uh, we want we want Cody Rhodes to go win the Royal Rumble and beat Roman Reigns. They didn't like that, so mm. like that was like a you know there there's a lot of factions uh, clashing here. I, I I guess face edge. I don't know. No idea, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I, I don't, I don't. He's not a good fit anywhere right now. To be quite honest with you, um, <laughs> like out of our lives, like the best fit for him will be like, hey. Like, you're not the TNT champion, go wrestle Adam Cole and lose. Or have a, or have a best of three with Adam Cole, or, or you know, I wouldn't say Malachi's already done the Malachi, already done the Andrade thing, but, like, he'd be wrestling top guys in AEW and trading falls back and forth with them, but, like, as you mentioned before, like, you think this whole make himself a mid-card thing is selfish so he doesn't have to do jobs to guys that are... I don't, I don't believe I've ever said that on air. I, well, I kind of ex- I kind of brought that to the light on Imp Show uh, last week. That's how you feel. Yeah, I think you said yeah. it on FOH draft. I think. I don't know. I don't okay. know if I said it on FOH. But I mean, but, I mean, it's I mean, he never wants to wrestle any top guys in AEW. He only wants to wrestle these. He only wrestles like mid mid carders or, or he's like the gatekeeper for the mid card. It's like how can excited can you be for a for a person that is a top guy wrestling like gatekeeping. The mid card, like, like short term, sure. Like for years, that sucks. You know what? I'm just going to read it off because I, I wrote it up and organized it. 
uh, in a way to, I think I, yeah, it was December 23rd. Uh, I wrote this. I was like, you know what? I've woken up and decided Cody doing that stipulation and essentially removing himself from the main event scene is one of the most selfish and shrewd political schemes of all time. He essentially said, I'm not losing to anyone that's a top star or champion level at a meaningful time ever. It's outwardly presented as the selfish thing, but he will only lose or, but the only people he will lose to, he will do so on some please clap Jeb Bush shit. Hulk Hogan would admire this. So like, you know, I think there are people that think I'm batshit insane, like, <laughs> with this. But well, yeah, like, like, you know, I mean, you also said that, like, Triple H is a part of a fake heart attack scheme a couple weeks ago, so whatever. Or fake I, I heart mean, heart problem scheme a few weeks yeah. ago. I mean, we, we, the jury's still out on that. I mean, I, I'm just, Dave <laughs> Have Meltzer you seen Triple H yet? Well, it took that man pops back up. I don't know. But, um, yeah, like, I don't know. It, like, it, it feels like, you know, a shrewd way to, to never lose to important people, to be seen as less than. And say he did leave, right? Like, who's he ever really lost to that's, like, you know, in a clean way that it's, like, where it's unforgivable, where he didn't get it back? Like, not nah, Like, he like he hasn't wrestled Kenny. He never wrestled uh, fucking uh, Hangman. Uh, didn't really Mostly. work with the, with the Bucks. Didn't work with Mox. Didn't work with lots of people. And, and people they actually lost were like MJF and Jericho, and they both were they're both like there's cheating involved in both of those. Right, right. So it's like I don't I don't necessarily buy buy into the idea. Um, I, I'm more of the of the thought presses that like I don't think that he did this intentionally, but like the repercussions are the repercussions, and like he is now a mid Carter, and like. The only thing that's going to get him out of this funk is for him to wrestle top guys, and and do and eat some L's, um, and go from there. But because like this is just like in the stuck in a rut. Um, like even if even if Sammy wins, it's like oh great, like he, <laughs> it's like oh great, like you you beat the fourth pillar, great. I'm sorry, oh you put over the fourth pillar after you've already put over two of them already. So it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be pretty interesting with with him because I think like the um like the way he can maintain interest in, in himself is by doing all this like unrelated to actually like getting over like type shit. What do you like, mean? Like this stuff, like where he's in the news, like this, and um, you know, him being a part of this like interim title thing now, like where there's two champions and um, it's just like all things, Cody exhausting. And, <laughs> you know, hopefully, hopefully this, this thing gets, you know, settled. We can get back to uh, getting him in the arena and people booing and, you know, people actually figuring out why people are booing rather than thinking it's some 4d chess scheme uh, or like some genius plot by him. Because like, I don't find anything genius about the baby face getting booed. Sorry. Like I, I I'm never buying this ever. Like stop the cap. Yeah, I uh, 
I never thought there was a genius scheme. I thought there was a plan, and just the plan was never working at different times. He's tried to modify it. He's never been able to stop the bleeding. That's kind of where I was on it. Like, as far as there being some end game for it, like, if there is, he better fucking get to it real soon. Because shit ain't like, been I, right since the Anthea Gogo feud. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like once Malachi, once Malachi showed up and was whooping his ass, and everyone was cheering like crazy for him. It's like, you know, it's, it's a mixed reaction. It's like, nah, man, you gotta stop this. It's not a mixed reaction, or it is mixed reaction, but like he's mostly getting booed. And like, I hate and like Meltzer gets annoying when he, you know, he goes on on his uh, show and he's like, you know, the cheer, the cheers louder than booze. Like, no, man, it's not how Sonics works. That's not how Sonic's work. Like, have you ever had a car system? Do you have you ever had to put your amp to the tweeters, or do you have to put it to your subwoofer? Oh, you have to put it to your subwoofer because like low low uh, pitches uh, don't travel as far. Oh, okay then. What are we talking about? I hear more boos and then cheers. Yeah. Um. So um, there is going to be an AEW album called Who We Are. And it's going to be uh, songs about the or songs inspired by the lives of uh, different wrestlers on the AEW roster. Uh, they kind of put the uh, word out to a lot of people that do music within like the wrestling community. And I actually ended up getting like uh, linked to the project through Montezzi. So uh, I think the Mark Henry songs in the bag. I'll put that out now. Like uh, I did make the beat on that. Um I actually submitted a song for Nyla Rose this weekend. I think I'm waiting for the green light on that. But, um, yeah, I think it's pretty interesting. I found out about this. I want to say, I think I mentioned it to you maybe like two months ago, something yeah. like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like that thing's coming out in Black History Month. Um, a lot of people were skeptical on the timing. And oh, I've seen it. All that stuff. So I don't know. I feel like those are all the same people that are normally doing all the hating and corniness. And I, you know, just speaking for actually have contributed and worked on it and knowing like the other people that have worked on it and shit like that is like a lot of people like been trying to get their foot in the door with some type of music and wrestling and hoping wrestling would embrace them in some type of way like like i know um my man righteous reg like he said this is his dream so it's like a lot of these people like have come out and like just shit on this thing and i'm like <sighs> like i i would advise you just to listen to the, to this shit because like i know i didn't contribute anything whack so for one um i i know there are jokes to be had of course like i saw a couple funny ones they were like um it was like the intro should start like with, with Brandy saying like, who thought it was open mic night? Like I, I died laughing when I saw that shit. But like, I think a lot of the shit uh, that I saw was niggas sounded like haters. Like, you know, you know, quite, quite frankly, it's just one more thing, you know, they ain't, well, if you don't you know, like AEW and they made a, and they come up with a mixtape, what do you think it's going to happen? Like, I mean, be to, to be honest, if WWE came with a mixtape, a lot of these same jokes would be going off at them, too. So, uh, I mean, that's that's the thing when you have uh, an entertainment genre that is uh, catered towards white people, and then there's black people that are involved with it, and they're coming up with something outside of that. Like, you know, it's always, it's always going to be a rough thing of uh, trying to figure out, like, what are people's intentions when it comes to this kind of stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I, obviously, you know, I, and I believe he believed that like, there are questions that are deserved to be asked, but, um, I mean, I don't really care. Like if you, if, like if it comes out, it comes out and if it sounds cool, hopefully they'll make, it'll be ends up being like some people's interest music so, or, or music or, um, things that can be used in like featurettes, whatever else. So, um, you know. I, th- I think, you know, as far as doing it, cool. Um, I'm sure, you know, other places like WWE has tried this thing or um, have tried something like this. Like they're doing the, ro- they, you know, they did the rolling, rolling, rolling loud thing. They um, they have Wale and a bunch of different, you know, national recording artists uh, contribute to, um, you know, uh, their shows like year after year. Um, I mean, they even had, you know, when they used to do like the, the rap, what was the rap album they used to do? The compilation thing? When, like, I remember it was like, uh, aggression. Yeah. It was one of those, he's had their aggression. He's had like, you know, Method Man and Red Man and all mm-hmm. over their shit. And, you know, DMX is like, <laughs> I forgot who DMX did. I can't remember, but whatever. Uh, I remember Ice T did Pimpin' Ain't Easy. I used to love that joint. <laughs> do you have something like Pimpin' Ain't Easy for Nyla Rose? Nah, nah. No. I, I actually like, 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 be I give Nyla like that shit is hard. Like, 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 I ain't gonna lie. Like, um, so hopefully that that gets green lit so everyone can hear it and they don't go with some other song. But um, yeah, that. So and, and then like um, there's another one. I don't feel comfortable talking about it yet that I made a beat for, but um. When it does, I promise I will explain the whole thing. So, um, so there's a good chance I may end up with three on there. So we'll see how it all goes. But um, yeah, definitely check it out. Like let the let the music like kind of um, you know decide for yourself. Like you know uh, on how it all sounds and everything like that. So there's a lot of people on there that really do this shit. So like it's gonna be you know it's gonna be fun when it drops. So. Um, what else we got? Um, AW last week. Um, so I did not like this show. Well, good well, God. Do you want to talk about WWE and talking about the women in the blood? Forgot about that. Yep. Yep. So WWE reached back in the old playbook. Um, <laughs> as always, the, the gore, the, the, the blood stuff, writing letters to, uh, writing letters or making comments that are going in these, articles that aren't necessarily for wrestling fans mm-hmm. that are kind of like, you know, kind of more general audience type things trying to distinguish themselves from, you know, uh, what AEW does and uh, basically uh, or anyone else for that matter. But in this case, AEW, and it's not normally, it's not necessarily to say, Hey, wrestling fan, you should not uh, watch AEW because of this, this and this, because they don't have power over the wrestling fans who they're trying to reach out to is like, your advertisers and your sponsors and shit like that, trying to play dirty business from that end. Um, and you know, this, is, this is what they do. So like, this is the same company as, as it always was. And I think that this is, it's, it's amazing. They haven't updated their tactics yet. Like, and trying to knock people down. Like it's always the same battle plan as it always was. Yeah. I, and it's always weird because like, 
I don't know what it is about people getting upset. Like one, you know, I don't. I'm, I'm sick of W or AEW using so much blood or so many people blading or whatever else. But at the same time, um, I'll take them blading a million times before I take them doing the Brock Lesnar right. uh, bust somebody's head open to the white meat. Right. Um, so you know, for me, I'm just like, I'm with you. Like, I think it's kind of lame or whatever else and also it's like ah, it's not gonna work people don't think if I thought that, like maybe you know shrewd business move things were like they already tried this before with him <laughs> they, they tried it like didn't they try this after I don't know they if tried it, it after, after double the, or nothing like that's how blood and guts got it right, right 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 that's right I was gonna say cause it wasn't I was like it was, it was a while ago but like it wasn't like I almost thought like maybe it happened after the uh, uh the lights up match between Rosa and, and Britt but like nah it was even before then that's how you begin blood and guts. Yeah, you're right. Because Vince so was like the blood and guts pal or whatever. So the difference on this one is they made a pointed attempt to do it with women. Right. So like, you know, these pretty blonde women shouldn't be out here bleeding and shit like that. Like it's you know that would never happen. And I actually saw people carrying the water on this too. Yeah, like, that would never for, happen. Yeah. So like, anyone want to pull up uh you know the Becky Lynch moment after uh after she beat up put the beats on Ronda Rousey and and um, yeah. what's the name broke her nose. Yeah. Uh, not or sorry, not Nyla, but uh, Nia Jax broke her nose. Like she didn't put a blade to her head, but she got her like that was worse. Like getting her fucking nose rocked and she's bleeding all over the place and her eyes like. Looks like Shawn Michaels' eye. And what they do is describe it as like self mutilation. So they try to make it sound like yeah. it's like it's way worse than it actually shit. is. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like so, yeah. So, like, the better example obviously would have been like Brian and Hangman, like but the couple weeks before and after that. But like, they selected the women for this very specific reason. And the like sexism I said, I saw, of women being, yeah, the sexism of like these, like these delicate women can't possibly do, can't possibly hurt each other. Which is like, that also ties back to like why the women's division, like why women's wrestling in America has been like left behind so far in the last It's like, why aren't you letting them like wrestle like the men? men? So right. and ironically, AEW who gets lambasted for what they do with women actually like kind of opened the door for them to have this. You know, you, you see all these dudes fucking bleeding all the time. You want right. to do that shit? Have your match. Like do that shit too. So like it's um, I saw that and, and I loved the match when it happened. I thought it was great and um, you know, just seeing this is it's another underhanded WWE trick and I think that. It's not the last one we're going to see. Uh, they ironically did it on the same week that Dynamite tied them in the demo. And, you know, all this stuff doesn't happen by accident. So it's, uh, you know, it's WWE doing them. Yeah, it just... How many things is WWE going to try and fail with AEW? It, like, it, it, Bro, it's, it's so like every bad Every month there's something new and every month they don't succeed. They like, eat not shit tired. all the time. Like when it comes to the to this type of shit, like, but I don't understand. Like, and uh, I don't know, man. Like, I think what really bothered me was people carrying the water on it too, and and it was you know I I see people defend WWE all the time. Like, I see the, I see the people Arabia saying stuff. that yeah, I see people saying like stuff like y'all bringing this y'all bringing this Saudi Arabia stuff up again I'm like right yeah. like yes you keep doing it again the fuck it never goes away like what like you, like about? you're gonna defend this what 
And like, what even, yeah, the thing was, it'd be one thing if it was like, uh, you know, I, I hate hearing this bad news or this is this rhetoric in the news again or whatever. Else. It wasn't even that. It was like, stop talking about it. Like, as if that'll make it all go away. It's like, okay, man. Yep. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I don't get it. Um, for as long as they go over there, we will never let y'all forget this is a murderous dictatorship. Like, stop trying to miss it or to, um, to intentionally misunderstand what people are, are saying, like we're saying the people of Saudi Arabia don't deserve to watch wrestling. That's not what's being fucking said, you fucking morons. What's being said is <laughs> this is a murderous dictatorship. I oh, didn't yeah. hear about this, this part. Th- about, this like, we're banging the, new angle. the people. Wow. Yeah, this is the new angle. Like they're saying is racist and xenophobic and all this stuff. And I'm like, stop this. Um, it's the the fucking it's sports watching. Look it up. It's a definition. Like, figure it out. Like, women just were able to drive in 2018 or some shit like that over there. Yeah. Like, you know, it's a whole it's a whole thing. Like, it's trash. It will always be trash. Like when they're when they're going over there doing this shit. This is why there are wrestlers that refuse to associate with this shit anymore. Like, y'all don't have to carry the water on that. I promise you. I yeah, you're right. Um, that's pretty much all I have just to talk about like the that because it's like um or it's, when we're talking about like the women and uh, WWE like trying to play this game again like I had nothing else after that and then we transitioned over to uh, Saudi Arabia and it's like what yeah they also like were messing with the name like they didn't want to call it Elimination Chamber because like and then hey, they I ultimately just... went back to Elimination Chamber after all <sighs> I, yes why does Saudi Arabia make them like make all these weird decisions it's so odd saudi arabia itself is a weird decision i mean kind of you know i i'm just ready as for a company, many as a, to go as a company like it's 20 million dollars or 20 plus million dollars it's 50 million dollars okay every 50 time million dollars. Go. You're, right, you're right you're right you're right i thought it was 40 if, i'm sorry i missed yeah but anyway it's 50 million dollars it's like of course you're gonna go Right, like the capitalism is going to capitalize, but at the same time, it's like, why do y'all go through all this? Like y'all know they're going to go. They need to just go all the way with it and just do WrestleMania in Saudi Arabia. I mean, um, I don't think they'll ever do that because it's like they don't need to. But I think the thing is just like for me is they're going to go. It's going to come up every single time. You know they're wrong. People are going to say they're wrong. Why does that bother you? Right. It's, it's odd. Right. Tell, tell, the, tell us why this hurts you when, <laughs> you know, per- person who has no financial stake to anything. Like, Rich, when you, when you have friends or family members that do something wrong or end up in jail for doing something wrong, do you defend them for, for what they did to end up to wind up in jail? Like, No. Like, you know, I, I, like, I, I still, like I still, I, I'm still involved with this person. I'm not disowning them or anything else, but like, they got behind the wheel when yeah. we're supposed to. Well, supposed to be like, uh, it's okay. Fuck no. They could kill somebody. In this case, I don't did kill someone. Yeah. You know, it's, it's odd to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still have, like, I watched, like, 
every show up until the Jamal Khashoggi thing because it was so it was so new. Like the whole thing, I didn't really know like you know a lot about it, so I was just watching it like anybody else, whatever. Then like when Crown Jewel first happened, it was like, oh my god, this is what's happening. Oh, the end of show stunk. Like they had one show that didn't suck. They had one show that didn't suck. Yeah. The last one was the one that didn't suck. Yeah. Um not a fan, no buys. Um not not doing it. <laughs> Zero buys. You're an idiot for that. Zero buys. But um I was not a fan of the AW show this week either. They were in Raleigh, North Carolina, which was not a hot crowd at all, not a hot show. I don't even think it would have mattered if they would have given them a hot show because, like, they were sitting on their hands Could they try most of the night. Could they try? It was bad. I felt like, like it, it was Guevara boring. And, I felt like Sammy Guevara and, um, and, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name. Daniel uh, Garcia. Daniel Garcia, people that even tried. Yeah, like, I, um, I saw that show and I was bored. I was like, yo, this feels like what it used to feel like when I was watching some of those Raws or whatever, where it was just like <laughs> the crowd's just fucking dead. Nothing's happening. Like, this is just like, and I know they like advance all, it kind of felt like a reset show. I think they were trying to advance some stuff, but like, where are the hot matches? Like, where's the, like, right. I don't know. I think it was, it was a lot that wasn't great on this show. And I was like getting messages from people saying they were loving the show. And I was like, are you I knew say, something. Was, people, I, how, people or a person? A few people. Huh. Um, I know one person in particular said that they love the show, and I'm just like, no. that's a and that's a red flag, right? For me, like, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna, I ain't even gonna do them like that. But uh, I, I, I already had watched the show, and I, I was like thoroughly unimpressed. And left very, very uh, cold and lukewarm. And then this person said, like, this show was awesome. It was very damn good. And I was like, nah, man. Like, I just went through, like, I just I just went through, like, I, I had to go through, like, an hour and 40 minutes to get to, like, something I really enjoyed from the match uh, perspective. Like, sorry. Like. Uh, if if I saw if I saw if a Stardom Road Two show was was like this, like I, you know, I tell you, like when when they don't have like two, when they don't have like two matches that can contend for three and a half stars on their on a Road Two show, I'm kind of like, man, I don't even know who I'm gonna watch next week. I, I just feel a sense of dread, like this shit's gonna go down. <laughs> like, like like anything could be like, man, this, this could be the end. Like <laughs> this could be the end. So like. AEW had put on that diamond. I was like, "Look, man, if this shit had happened and starting out, I'd have been like, mm-mm." But uh, yeah, I I thought like I think they're at like a, this was like the 119th show in mm-hmm. A of Dynamite. I think this is like I think there's been a hundred shows better than this. I have to look. <laughs> I think there's. I think for sure there's been a hundred shows better than this. I might be underselling it. Yeah. So um, we opened up. They had uh, Adam Cole coming out, and he came out with O'Reilly and Fish. Uh, they started cutting a promo, said the boys are bad together, and then uh, Cole said it was a new era. Bucks interrupted him. Uh, Matt said he beat COVID in two days and said he would come and join him, and thanks for the invite. Some tension there. Rich, um, if he beat COVID in two days, why is he still in the building? <laughs> did, did we test <laughs> negative? 
Did, did you test negative, sir? That's all I need to know. I, 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 like, I don't. You tell me. Like, do you feel comfortable being around somebody that can say some shit? Like, I beat COVID in two days. The fuck you mean you beat COVID in two days? <laughs> How? What, what kind of code was that? Like, yeah. Like, do, you, do you take that shit? They gave Trump when he about like he about to keel over. Bro, like COVID ain't nothing to fuck with. Like, I would just say that. Like, speaking from experience, I don't know if COVID is as bad as it was, um, like a year ago uh-huh. at this point, but, um, that shit ain't nothing to fuck with. So I hear two days. I, I'm thinking about where I was at in two right. days. Hell, seeing Stephen A. Smith, he just came back to work to, for the first time this year. Like, that man was thought he was about to die wow. or whatever. Um, but yeah. So, how, like, how, it, was, how was the hairline? Uh, I mean, you know, you know, salute, you know, you know, back there, you know, like normal. So, um, I ain't never seen, a, I ain't never seen a man, uh, with, with, with such a, with such a woeful situation, like stay, stay, stay always lined up, if you will, for whatever you, what, whatever you want to call Stephen A. Smith lined up, it stays lined up. He, yeah. he is like, or lined back. He, whatever. Sure. Sure. Like. Like you know, how people say that it feels like Jalen Jalen rolls and goes and gets lined up like three times a day. You can say the same for Stephen A. Smith, except like it, it's not it's not here. It's 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 back. It's back. Uh, but yeah, uh, that, you think the barber was hook was, was uh tightening them up uh while he was down bad. Hurting or you nah, think? nah. I think he, I think he, you know, okay. he let it ride for a little bit and then, you know, got himself tightened up. Okay. So um, once he put, once he started like uh, doing, like he did voice messages on his phone. He's like, hold on, let me call in somebody before I do this. I can't be looking a mess. It's like, bro, that lineup ain't gonna stop you from looking a mess. <laughs> it is what it is. Let me get off here for Stephen. They find me. <laughs> I'm gonna stop, Stephen. I'm Stephen. I'm joking. I don't nah, want he, no smoke. I he on none. the Cowboys' ass right now, so you ain't got to worry about. I, I don't that. need him to get done with them and get to me. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm, 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 I, 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 no moss, no moss. <laughs> so Matt tells uh, uh, Red Dragon that this is their company. They're the longest reigning tag team champs, and their New Year's resolution is to get the belts back. Kyle says that's funny because they got the same resolution. Bobby Fish claims there's not a single team that's going to stop them from getting the titles. That includes the Bucks. Adam Cole tries to downplay all this shit, saying this is what we need, some friendly competition. This is what makes them the greatest faction in AEW history. Then all of a sudden, best friends started walking their ass out there. Uh, Orange Cassidy faces off, doesn't really have anything to say, just uh, tackles Cole, and all the members started fighting. Uh, then there, became, there was a face-off with Chris Statlander and uh, Cole, as Statlander went eye to eye with Cole, uh, you know, the crowd kind of paused and wondered what was going to happen. And then Britt Baker uh, started running down and she basically uh, started brawling with Statlander, took her out with a curb stomp. Uh, Orange Cassidy did the boom or got the boom from Cole. Uh, he was going to do the Young Bucks kick spot or kiss spot. And then Baker was like, nah, these kisses are for me. So um, it basically was like the alliance of. Cole and Britt Baker on screen. I was clowning saying Britt Baker joined the elite, but um, yeah, so all right, cool. Sets up a mixed tag for next week. Orange Cassidy has to, Orange Cassidy and Statlander have to win, right? Uh, you can have Statlander 
beat Britt, I think. Well, I mean, they already had and, that match in Britt Beater. Do it again at, at Beach Break. Well, I'm just saying, like, y'all got to give Orange Cassidy something in this fucking feud. All y'all done is whoop his ass. God damn. <laughs> like, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but when they ran out, didn't they, <clears throat> were they outnumbered by one person or were they, or was it even when they ran out? I, I think they were even because they had Wheeler Yuta, they had um, Trent. Cassidy, Chucky e. T, and then Statlander. Okay, so how many people is that? Five. Okay, so you had Young Bucks, Red Dragon, uh, Cole. Cole, Cutler, and then Brent. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so at least they were outnumbered when they came out there. They got their asses handed to them. I was like, God damn, you fucking like geeks. LeBron James, you bum of the week nominees. I was like. The only thing that kept me from saying so was like I, I was like I'm pretty sure they were outnumbered, but still, god damn y'all y'all ran out there and got y'all asses whooped. Um, so you know I I it, the only saving grace because Orange been eating a lot of L's lately. It's pissing Adam Cole. Adam Cole been whooping that ass. He been whooping all the all the uh, best friends' ass. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think he's gonna keep whooping ass too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> for, for what it's worth, I can, I can see that too. I can definitely see that because, like, do you want to see them wrestle twice? So I don't. Orange Cassidy and Adam Cole. I mean, they no, had no, a good no, match. No, 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 no. Uh, a, 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 a second mixed tag match. No, no. Yeah, one's good enough. See, I don't even want to see a first one. Right, right. Like, uh, it's weird. Like, I, I don't really want to see intergender either. So, like, I don't know. It's like, how about just something else? <laughs> My thing is, if. The- if they want to have it be a good match, they would do intergender. Put Stan Leonard in there with Adam Cole. But they're not going to do that. Do you have any reason to believe they're going to do intergender? No. Right. And that's and I was telling him um, on the sh- on his show uh, last week. It's like I don't want to see it because they're not going to do intergender. And like I've seen, you know, I've seen intergender mixed tag matches, and like they're so much better than like when they do mixed match mix. Match tag stuff where it's like someone tags and like it's me hot tag and like both of y'all gotta get the fuck out of this. Of so for me, I, I I've seen what it's like when you do it the right way, and like when you do it this contrived way, I'm like fuck off, just fuck off. So they can, I mean, those matches are all disasters. They can, I'm sure they can have an entertaining one, right? Like uh, to AEW's credit, their first one was the Shack thing, and that was that worked really well. Um. I don't think you can pull a seven foot one, three hundred pound dude that, that you know with that kind of charisma out like uh, when it comes to Adam Cole in Orange Cassidy. But whatever, we'll see what happens. Um, I hope it's good. I don't want to watch no bad match. So um, we got Wardlow versus CM Punk. So Wardlow had the new gear. Um, CM Punk looked like he was in for the fight of his life. Uh, Wardlow basically dominated this man. Hold uh, on, you gonna stop this? We done seen this man in UFC. You can't say this. You cannot say he's in for the fight of his life. We've seen him get whooped in UFC. Stop. You stop it. Were you trying to get that joke off or no? Or you I was not. Okay, I was my not. Bad. My bad. That, it was in earnest. So. Okay. My bad. But um, yeah, so Wardlow begins dismantling CM Punk. Uh, this is classic CM Punk versus Big Man match. Nothing that you haven't ever seen in, you know, him wrestling Mark Henry or Big Show or Hobbs or now Wardlow. It was, it was a lot all better the same Ryback. Ryback. I forgot about him. Um, but they, uh, 
Wardlow ended up putting Punk through a table at one point, and he gave Punk like seven power, seven of the safest power bombs you've ever seen in your life. Just like, let me just set you down gently, Mister Punk. You know, here you go, Mister Punk. Let me push you down and, wow. and make sure you, you're able to get back up. He didn't want to end up getting the rap that Ryback caught during the uh, during the podcast. You know, yeah. He didn't want none of that. Like, I feel like a conversation was had. Yeah, you put me down lightly, or you, or we just not gonna do the match. This <laughs> <laughs> your, your, be your last match, right? What? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I. But then, like they do the angle, like where uh, instead of them wanting to finish uh, or Warlow to finish him early, they wanted Warlow to keep fucking around. Warlow essentially had him beat, foot on the chest. He wasn't gonna kick out. It was gonna be a wrap. And MJF told him chill, and then like the whole angle is like what the fuck, and then he sets up the I see the Bret Hart and Diesel thing coming from like a Same. mile away. Same, like I put it on the timeline and in the group chats as, as it was happening. It was like oh he's about to like since CM Punk's whole thing is he wants to cosplay as Bret Hart, and then I had mm-hmm. to see people like cutting up both clips while Bret Hart looks so much more athletic and like you know smooth and, and then, also uh, it's a way better match even though i hate that match or not hate it but don't like it at all yeah yeah so i was like all right i didn't have a pro- like i think you know i think there was a little bit of hyperbole saying like this like hurt cm punk or anything like that it was like this, this is just the angle they wanted to do but um it didn't hurt like yeah, like I don't care that he he like got up after seven power bombs. Did you see the power bombs? Like it was just they don't even look like they hurt. This like <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is a pot. They're like this is like my, my main point of like contention with the analysis I was saying. They just point blank just threw seven power bombs. I'm like them shits was weak. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I mean to be f- okay, so I get where people are coming from because they they. For months, or for like a couple months, they've been putting over like these power bombs. He hits you with a roll of these. It's a wrap for you um, against jobbers. The thing for me was they were having a somewhat competitive back and forth match where you know obviously CM Punk is just overwhelmed by the power, um, but he's making comebacks. And that ma- that the match they were having at the beginning was good, and then by the time you got to the first power bomb. I was like, okay. And then he kept powerbombing. I was like, I know he's not going to win. Get to it already. And then he take and then he keeps powerbombing him. I'm like, these powerbombs even look good, like you mentioned. And then MJF is like, take his ass outside. And then he powerbombs to the table. And then I'm like, he's going to beat this this ten count. That's fucking stupid. Whatever. Uh, then he gets back in. And I was like, all right. Do your Bret Hart thing. Keep in mind, like, I didn't watch this this show live. I watched it on tape, on, um, not tape later. I had a copy of it, and I watched it later. But, like, I hadn't, I had stayed on spoilers. I had no idea what you were even knew, you were even talking about the Bret Hart thing. But, like, that's the first thing I thought was, like, because you've been doing the Bret Hart stuff, like, this is 95 Survivor Series. And sure enough, he hits him with the, he hits him with the small package, and, like, the small package wasn't even fucking good looking. Like, Warlow took forever to get, actually, his shoulders on the mat. It's like, God damn it. Pin him, whatever. And I'm like, this I, it's funny because gonna, I, hold on, you're going to win, but we need you to make him look strong. <laughs> yeah. that, that was my first thought. I was like, when when is he see a punk uh, pie somewhere? Where he's like, we need you're going over, but we need you to make him look strong because 
you know, like it like, wouldn't have been the right move, right? But like don't I would do the match. really I would have really popped if Warlow would have just won. Like I would have been like nah, you, obviously I would have been like, what the fuck is happening? Okay. But like okay. I would have I would have like popped in the moment just like mm-hmm. I didn't expect that. And then it's like, well, who's the real strong motherfucker? Like but like, you know, I think uh that would have opened up a whole can of worms had they did that, but I was ready for him to just win. Like he, situ- he beat the man thoroughly. I by think that a situation point. like that, you just gotta like not do the match. Yeah. Like have him fight because especially because like all this stuff that's going on with, with Wardlow, like clearly he's getting pissed off with uh his lot in life with uh the pinnacle. Like you could have made it to where like <laughs> he, they could have made a thing where like he walked on him like a week before the match and then like it's off, so he has to put in like uh balder hair from FTR instead. And then you continue on with that and then like you get back around to it later or whatever else and then Go from there. Like, I just wouldn't have done it. Uh, I mean, because Punk got his ass completely whooped. He had a visual pin on Punk. Like, the only thing saved him was the fact that MJF is a fucking moron that, like, wants that in one, because he's a heel, he gets away with it because he's, he's supposed to be idiots. Uh, they get their plans, like, uh, uh, thwarted. But, like, his plan was, I'm going to have CM Punk get softened up. So, and I'm, so I'm going to have him in there with, uh, Wardlow. But I'm gonna have Warlow destroy him, but I also don't know how for the match to end. Because I don't want him to actually beat him because I want to be with the first person to beat him. Whereas like, well then how does the match gonna end? Then why do you even put him into the match, MJF? Right. So it, it it was just a it was just a like whatever, man. Uh so um I didn't, what do you give that match, star rating wise? I didn't rate this shit. I gave that shit two and a half moved on. Yeah, like I like that's like uh, that wouldn't even make like <laughs> like I don't it's funny because like the only matches I like I don't rate every match but like the only matches I would rate are like way better than this <laughs> right 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 I'm, I'm in this thing now where this year like I'm gonna rate every match I I, I, I watch and gotcha. like it is gotta but, tell yeah. you yeah I'm at, two I'm and a half like 70 three quarters yeah. I'm at like uh, I had like 70 something matches already and I'm like fuck it is it is draining to actually like think to actually go through your like your mental rolodex and be like uh, this is more in line with like these matches over here put it there with the rest of them um so yeah so, so they do powerhouse house versus dante morton um a slightly more athletic version of the opener um, without the, the complete like screeching halt that is like a million power bombs and a tease of a count out yeah um they have uh, Dante ends up winning. Uh, he gets the the nose dive. Yep. Uh, there's. Uh, I thought Hobbs like actually like looked pretty good in it. Uh, you know, he's got a great face as far as like For real, yeah. the, the scowl like is amazing. Like, yeah. <laughs> the only person I can think of with a scowl as bad as like is like Stephen Regal. Like, bro, he looks like he'll fuck you up. Like, I don't yeah. <laughs> like. Like, I want no smoke with Powerhouse Hobbs. <laughs> Yeah. But um, I thought Dante Martin looked obviously great, um, especially in the lead up to this. Like he was uh, showed a lot of really good fire and, um, you know, just keeps taking steps forward every time I feel like I see him. So. Um, so th- what do you think of the end of the match? So research tried to cheat or. Yes, he he got up on the apron. <sighs> 
now you know how I talk about Young Bucks matches where like motherfuckers had like the the, the, the uh, genome soldier like field division in Metal Gear Solid where like they have everyone has a field division of forty five degrees. They can't they have no peripheral vision to speak of whatsoever. Okay, the ref is in the dead or not dead center of the ring, but like he's in the middle of the ring, basically like on the far side of the ring, um, like facing towards the hard cam, right? So he's on the opposite ropes, on the furthest ropes away. Dante is on the side. So he's basically like I don't even, I can't even visualize, it, but he's perpendicular almost to to uh to the ref. He gets on the apron, he f- goes further and further further like towards like you clearly this ref clearly sees him. You can't even like the ref can't even pretend like he can't, he doesn't see him. It didn't like and then I'm like, what? What were you trying to accomplish? What, what? What was this for? And also, he had gloves on. I'm like, is this some Kanye shit where he has the black gloves on? I don't know what Ricky Starks is going through, but whatever. They called him and told him to stop. And then next thing you know, out comes Jay Lethal to, to, to throw it. I'm just like, why is Jay Lethal here? Oh, he's black. That's why. <laughs> I, I, what like, why couldn't Matt Slidell come get him? Like, I don't know. Where's yeah, the rush? I don't know. Was that supposed Leo's, to be Leo Rush? What happened? I don't know where Leo Rush is right now. So is he? I don't wait, know. wait, 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 wait. Have we seen him on AEW television since he had demanded an apology from Tony Khan? Nope. We have not. Mm. That's interesting. Um, we have not. He has been working, I think, in New Japan of late. On Strong, right? I think he's been on Strong of late, but um, and doing like some tapings, but. Uh, yeah, Jay Lethal ran his ass out there wearing uh, jeans with no belt and no shirt yeah. and <laughs> looking like a wrestler <laughs> saves him. Um, and I was like, why is Jay Lethal here? Well, it's good to see Jay Lethal. I haven't seen him in months. So, um, yeah. So Jericho is backstage uh, and he says it's an honor that the Inner Circle got named Faction of the Year. So PWI Awards, AW fucking cleaned up lots of them. Uh, too many words to name, uh, quite frankly. Why would Inner Circle win Faction of the Year? I have no fucking idea. Why wouldn't it be the Elite? That's where I'm getting at. Like, yeah, this like, is cap. You know, do you know who won Faction of the Year for for the Stardom Awards this, uh, last year? Um, yes. Um, it was it was somebody that shouldn't have been. What, what faction least deserves to win faction of the year? Oh, they Oh, they don't tie won the fucking faction of the year. Yeah. Like, when I saw that, I was like, this is like some similar shit where it's like, oh, well, it, you know, everybody has to get something. So they, they gave Jericho his little plaque. Uh, Man. Yeah. Like, like, like Britt had three of them. I, I guess they didn't want to give Kenny more than, you know, a wrestler of the year one. Okay. He'll, he'll settle for that. You know, um, the Bucks, you Most know, improved. Could, you know, uh, tag team of the year, you you'd be good with that. You know, we don't want to give you any more. You know, but um, he said uh, since day one they promised to dominate the country and the company. Uh, I bet you do want to dominate the country, Jericho. Uh- <laughs> God damn it! I don't even know what to do with that. Like- <laughs> he said Sammy Guevara is going to win tonight. Eddie Kingston appeared and said uh, he doesn't care about that, and he's bothered uh, about his injured knee. Um, Eddie says the reason that Santana and Ortiz ain't been champions is because of Jericho. Tells them that their family, um, the rest of the group walks away and kind of like tells Jericho like they don't want no parts of this. Um, 
Jericho said he's going to be ringside tonight. 2.0 gets involved, he'll fight him. And if Eddie gets involved, he'll fight Eddie too. Like Eddie Kingston is so unreasonable uh, in this uh, whole situation. Like he he comes off as not like he comes off just like 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 the script told me I have to be an asshole, so I'm going to be an asshole. It's like okay, man, whatever. I think everything that the the dynamic of Eddie and Jericho is so appealing. Um, just I, from go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say it is so appealing just from like. I know they're two great talkers. They come from like d- completely different backgrounds and in, in real life. And then like you start thinking about like their, their wrestling trajectories and what led them here. It's just a total opposites attract type thing that makes all the sense in the world. And it's like, of course these people will hate each other. I mean, yeah, but can I get like a reason for an inciting incident? Like he's just like, Oh, I want to fight Dan Garcia no matter what. Like, like you're really just caught up on a fucking mid carter guy? Like what are you do- or a bottom of the mid card guy? What are you doing? Nah, the whole thing is about it's about Santana and Ortiz and then Jericho making the save late. No, 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 no. Because no. the whole thing is like this whole overall leading all of it together, tying in together. Like they both got dragged into this because like 2.0 and Garcia are assholes, right? So he was already feeding with King. They were already feeding with Kingston, and then um. Backstage, you know, they got involved with Jericho and they decided to beat up Jericho after Jericho insulted uh, Matt for having a square head or whatever else. So then, like, Jericho is like trying to fight these dudes, and like, Kings is like, back off. Only I only want to beat him up. It's like, well, they ain't got no reason to like each other. None. No one has any reason to like each other, Rich. But it still happens. It's pro wrestling. Babyface is getting along in this company. Like, and it, so you have that part. And then, like, it's the, the with uh, Santana Ortiz, is like, Jericho is holding you back, even though we've literally seen no evidence of such a thing. It's just him talking shit. I feel like this is a, a, a internet sentiment that has happened because people want Proud and Powerful to, like, really, like, take off. like And they've wanted them to take off, and they've kind of adopted this. Sure, I don't, but still, that has nothing to do with Jer- Jericho saying, nah, not yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's just weird. So it's like, for me, it's like, he's he's irrationally mad about everything, and he's like, coming off as a jerk, and like, obviously, it doesn't matter, he's talking, he's talking himself out of being a jerk, he just say, well, had a bad day, it happens, everyone has a bad day. He, I, mean, I don't want to say he's like, he's not, I don't want to say he's doing the Kyrie Irving thing, but my point, like, he, he talking himself out of this situation, but like, Jericho's kind of like, yeah, like I want to beat the same, beat up the same people you want to beat up, and he's like, no, only I can beat them up. And then like he's, it's irrationally mad because like you stole my chance to beat up Ed, or uh, Dan Garcia this week because you pulled out a baseball bat, I'm, and they're like face to face. I'm like, are you gonna fight yet or not? Someone throw a punch already because this is dumb. I think you both, uh, not, not Jericho less so, but like I feel like they're just like, y'all just want to do it, just fucking fight already. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Well, you see, James. Oh, this over Daniel Garcia? Look. Daniel Garcia got you out of like this? Yes. Yes. Like, you, you see, Beach Break is not until a couple weeks from Great. now. So Great. They're trying to, you know, draw this, this, shit, out. this shit got to last. You know, heat, heat this shit up, you know. Uh, but, I, yeah, I, I really like the feud. So, um, yeah. 
so MJF like then stormed out again and congratulated CM Punk and he did a whole like um, spoof and I knew where he was going immediately he said you want to match next week it'll be CM Punk versus Sean Spears everyone else did because he did the same thing with Wardlow yep Um, (laughs) then um, uh, Cole uh, and the Bucks and Red Dragon and Britt were backstage um, basically, you know, talking into the camera, they did the challenge for the mixed tag. Uh, Adam Pazin came out. Um, nice to see him. Uh, he says, uh, over the past two months, he spent, uh, 90 minutes in the ring. against one of the best in the world. He's poured sweat and bled for all the titles. And, uh, you know, however, Pace said 90 minutes wasn't enough. He needs a new challenger. Then Dan Lambert came out and Pace said, Oh God, shoot me. And he didn't come here to hear from a walking Facebook profile like Lambert. Lambert uh, goes on about all the great cowboys in wrestling, which I fucking died laughing. I love this. Um, you know, it's talking about cowboy Bill Watts and Blackjack Mulligan. He's like, you're not a real cowboy. And he said he respects. Um, he said the matches that he's, you know, Paige Downson are some of the best he's ever seen. He respects them for not taking the Cody Rhodes path with the backstage politics. He said that he's earned everything. And, you know, the only thing you haven't earned is this persona you're using as your gimmick. He said the guy in the village people can say he's a cowboy. <laughs> Make it true. Right, Stop right. disrespecting the real legacies of Blackjack Mulligan, Cowboy Bill Watson. This led to an entire like, like two hours of us sending different cowboys. It was in more our than two that. It was more than t- it was like half a day. Yeah, it was like half a day. We were sending all like wrestling cowboys and like people wearing cowboy hats, like wrestlers, and just you know trying to find the real cowboys. So. This is one for me while I'm watching it, and I enjoy it because I think it's funny, right? But I'm at the same time, I'm like, you're you're, you're upset that he uses a cowboy gimmick because like these other guys that are real cowboys also like had the cowboy gimmick. Who gives a flying fuck? I don't care. Like, can we can can the next challenger come out, please? Whether it, can it be Scorpio? Like, I think same thing that uh that uh Paige said, like. If Scorpio or Paint or, or Ethan wants something, they can get this too. Like, I don't really want to go back and forth with you because who gives a fuck? You want to defend the honor of, of some pedophiles? Fuck off. Like, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just over this shit. Like, I was already, like, the, the matches weren't matching like I wanted the match. So, like, I was at this point where it's like, all right, man, either y'all, these promos got to be real good or, like, I ain't got the time for it. Like, luckily, I had Pac at the end of the show. Um, or whatever, but I was kind of just like, I'm, I'm kind of, at this point, I was kind of getting it to it. Like, we'll get, we're getting to the point where I was like fully checked out or about to check out. Uh, so you can see you with, uh, whatever you want to say with, uh, Lambert and then Archer coming out. So I'm sorry. So, um, Paige basically said, you know, living with cattle isn't cowboy shit. Turn down a six figure contract to start a new company isn't cowboy shit. And, uh, Lambert tries to get the fuck out of there. And all of a sudden we hear Lance Archer's music. Uh, I immediately flashed back to thinking, hey, Dan Lance Archer beat this shit out of Dan Lambert one time. And then it was a swerve. Uh, Lambert gets into the ring and says, hey, man, you have a great opportunity. Champion is in the ring. Take your shot. And he takes this fucking shot. And um, Archer looks like he, he grew his hair a little bit more. It looks, it looks a bit like, you know, uh, this is his first return since like the, the neck thing. Yeah. So glad to see him back. And um, he turns uh, heel and he he lays out um, 
Hangman hits a blackout on the chair, and it looks like he's going to be beach break, if I had to guess. So it'll this should be good, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'm happy he's back. Um, you know, he's one of those guys that seems like they're on a rotation. So uh, I'm glad that he's on rotation now, and he's also back. So uh, him and Hangman, like they'll have a they'll have a slobber knocker. That'll be fun. Yeah, I hope Jim Ross enjoys that match. <laughs> um, so they show Arn Anderson with Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson tells him it's horseman country. Then uh, Tully Blanchard pulls up and says he wants to feel it again. He's a dish of dead wood. Basically say you need to come over here with FTR. FTR suggests a match and all the Anderson agree and Lee Johnson agrees. We're, you forgot the part where like both both FTR are like we're your real we're your real kids. Oh yeah, yeah. I said we we do we really honor you. You know, amazing. So, uh, Hikaru Shida and Serena Deeb, uh, Shida's doing her entrance. Then all of a sudden, uh, Serena Deeb shot block from behind, shot block halfway down the ramp, steel stairs, beating on her before the bell rings, fucks her knee up for two minutes essentially, and then uh, basically ref stoppage submissions her after uh, uh, on a one leg, uh, on a single leg Boston crab. Yeah, yeah, I think they're setting up for an Iron Man match. Like they've just done, they've done like four matches at this, this point. This was their fourth match, yeah. So I, they're going to do an Iron Man match. I, I that's the only thing I can see from this. This is when I checked. I have out. nothing else. Yeah. This is when I checked. Out. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like I, I was like, "We're gonna get, we're gonna, you know, they have good matches. Like we're going to get our first good match of the night at nine o'clock." And then they were like, "Not nah, one no, you minute. will not. One minute, fuck you, no." No, James, we will not do this. It's not happening. No, you will not. This the so, show fully healed on me by this point. This this just So they did um Jurassic Express um uh, getting challenged by the Dark Order. Uh then we got Matt Hardy versus Penta El Zero Miedo straight out of like Northeast Wrestling. Um <sighs> it seems like <laughs> random ass shit like this uh pentagon uh have have like you know having worked with tons of old timers in mexico was actually a great opponent for matt hardy uh, this was actually this was decent for what it Bro, was but nothing I, I you shit know. you not this was my this is my second highest rated match of that of uh of wednesday i i'm not joking like i i enjoyed it like i get i don't know it worked for me. I I didn't give it three stars, but I still was like, this is a, <laughs> up to this point was still the best match on the card. <laughs> I, 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 you know, like I was watching, I was like, oh no, is Peter going to fucking lose to Matt Hardy? Nope. We're going to package Paul Drum right on, right on his fucking dome uh, in, in, in 81. So I, I was yeah. like, okay. So maybe uh, since Phoenix is injured, maybe Penta can do some working singles. I thought he had his singles gear on, all white. <laughs> so see where that goes for him. Hopefully he stays clear of Cody. Like I, I would like to see Sammy and Pentagon. That'd be that'd be pretty fun. That would be that would be fun. That'd be a blast. Um, hell, you know, heat him up for Hangman. Like you know, do some shit like that. Like I don't know if Hangman. That's a bit too much. That's a bit too much. So uh, after that, um, Pentagon and Alex Abrahantes uh, talk 
you know, talk some shit from Malachi Black, say he's going to teach uh, Black some respect, but then the lights go out. Uh, Black appeared, and then uh, basically he took out Alex and hit Penna with some super kicks, tried to rip his mask off, but then the Varsity Blondes came out. Julia Hart tells him to stop, and the lights went out again, and Brody King appeared. So, and before the lights went out, like, all three of them had black dead to rights and he looks at all three of them he points one two three so i think there might be a third person coming or julia hart is actually in fact the third person but like this seems like there's some stockholm syndrome shit going on with julia hart uh god she still, i hope they she don't still has her. she still has the eye patch on pack still has the eye patch on like uh, i think you know uh i think imp said this to me like there's a what happens when like they pull off the ipad or, or the eye patch and like there's a you know the same contact as yeah. uh, as Malachi it gives, you know. gives him that COVID, you know. Sure, yeah, the COVID eye. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that's at play. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, Birdie King's in, and I gotta say, can't wait to see them wrestle Lucha Bros or the Bucks or Red Dragon or FTR or any other top tag teams in AEW. That'll be a blast. Yeah, um, Brody King's a big guy, very athletic. Uh, if you guys haven't seen him, uh, he's a one of the hardest choppers in wrestling. So uh, that'll be fun. Um, wait till the wait till the moonsaults start popping off. Like that's gonna be yeah. fun too. So um, after that, we had Stat Leonard backstage with Layla Hirsch and Red, Red Velvet, Velvet. and Le- Layla and Stat Leonard. My God, can we get another take? Ladies, can y'all do that one more time oh, I, for I us? I guess you, not. I guess not. Like, we're live, pal. They, we're live, pal. Yeah. Apparently, this you know, they didn't have enough tape left to, to redo that. So, um, you know, I I wouldn't really expect Layla Hurst to give us much in the promo department anyway, but Statlander just was like a deer in the headlights, too. So, like, the only person that had, that looked comfortable was not shockingly Red Velvet. Is always the like, one that didn't have to talk. No, she talked at the end. Or, or let me phrase it: didn't have to deliver lines for her. Like she was just in there to play peacekeeper between the two. Like, hey, can y'all not fight this up so we can hit this match so we can get on TV this week? <laughs> so um, after that, we got the acclaimed in Bear Country. Man, the matches, the hits just keep on coming for this show. Man, what did I give this shit? Two flat stars. Do we need to do we need to discuss that match? Like Castor beat uh Bear Bronson with the uh with the mic drop. With the mic or the uh, is that the name of his drop. uh top rope elbow drop? Yeah. Okay. Mic drop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah. Claim get the W. He, he, yeah, coming down to the ring he he dissed on Sting and Darby. Yep. Then Sting and Darby appeared, uh whooped that ass after. Yep. And um yeah. Scorpion Deathlock, uh, or excuse me, Scorpion Death Drop to end the segment. Packs in a video package, face wrapped up like a mummy, um, and then I, I don't. They still didn't give the address out where we could send our letters to him. Um, I don't like, know. like he's a, uh, like he's a. Uh, what's his name? Oh, for fuck's sake, from Mid South. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. Junkyard dog. Yeah, junkyard dog. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know where to send my letters. I got it written. So hopefully. They, they put the address on the screen this week, so 
it's always a sad time when Pac has to give his "I'm stuck in limbo" away from the actual action promos. He, he's he's done, this is third one. It's sad every fucking time. Like I want this man, I want to watch this man on a consistent basis. I don't know what his life situation is. So I don't need to move here. I don't, <laughs> to be fair, he did it before, and look what fuck what the fuck happened. Like even like, I'm never moving back to this to this wretched country. I don't blame him, but at the same time, it's like. How are you gonna make this shit work? Like, I kind of want to see this man wrestle like every two weeks. I really do. He's fucking awesome like that. Yeah, he's he's a luxury. Like, <sighs> um, Matt Hardy's frustrated. Talks about trying to ha- possibly focus on himself if something has to change. And then Andrade appears because Andrade only deals in like money essentially, yes. and you know he interacts with the other people that have money. Yes, or whatever, like MJF and now Matt Hardy, like. He was trying to literally buy Darby Allen. He only transacts through money, like with, with these people. He wants to negotiate a deal with Matt, and they head to his office. He told a private party to, you know, you stay here, you know. So, um, you know, we'll see where that goes. Um, then we got uh, Sam Guevara versus Daniel Garcia for the interim TNT Championship, and this started off hot, hot, lots of slaps. Uh, people, you know, two dudes really competing with each other. Like, and I, I would think Sammy's seen all this Daniel Garcia buzz and wanted to like let everybody know, like I'm light years in front of this guy, and he kind of wrestled like it. And um, you know, they they did a lot of like you know uh, moves like back and forth, like reversals into uh, like there was a reversal Garcia gave him out of like Sammy's sequence with the with the flips into a backbreaker that was pretty cool. Um. Freaking uh, lots of big dives. Sammy damn near destroyed this man on the outside with the big dives. Uh, there's just lots of moves, and I thought this was a pretty good match. I'd probably say like three and a half, maybe. That's that what I gave it. I uh, This match was really fun. It just went short. Uh, or not really short, but it went short to where like they couldn't, they didn't kick out, big kick out and all that kind of stuff. Uh, big kickouts, whatever. But um, I thought they told a really good story where Sammy is like doing all his flying and stuff, and then um, not Cabrera, but uh, Garcia ends up like getting the back breaker, starts working over their back a little bit, um, ends up putting him in like this weird adjusted like sharpshooter deal, and then he like also leans back into it. That was awesome. Um, like you mentioned, big chops, big slaps, um, big big strikes. Like you know, like I don't know if this is intentional. But like the finish was fucking brutal looking. Like yeah, like he, he barely got over. He him. didn't flip him all the way over, but he still gave him that fucking knee and, and jostled that man's head. I was just, god damn. I was like, I want to see him go again. I want to see him go again. It was fun. It was fun yeah, while it lasted. It looked like they were com- actually competing oh, with each other. Also, um, in the middle of the match, uh, during the submission uh, tease, like Garcia slapped him in a sleeper, and then he uh. Same or Sammy tried to make the ropes and then he literally like did like the Randy Orton backbreaker thing from sleeper and then put into a bully choke and I was like into a sleeper into a backpack sleeper and I was like this man's been watching Utami, you know he watched Stardom <laughs> like that that's straight that is straight Utami like for a tease of a uh, submission finish uh but yeah it was fun it was fun uh, I want to see more I want to see more Daniel Garcia not maybe in the main event but like um I, they got. He's really good. They just got to figure out how to utilize him and get him over. I, I think the 2.0 thing is cute, but like, I don't think it's actually getting him over. 
Um, mm. I think people are getting used to seeing him and they know know who he is now. So I mean, has most of the battle, but like as far as like I saw he, some stat he like he, he ain't has, Sammy Guevara, he ain't Darby, he ain't um, I, th- he I ain't think MJF, he ain't Jungle acting Point. like that too. Like Sega? I think people, I think there's a little bit of overhype on him, um, but also. Um, He's had more main events than anyone the last six months. I want to say between I think Dynamite All and the Rampage. Two Rampage shit, yeah, yeah. Like so, like he's he's got a really big like push. Um, yeah, they put him out there. I just don't think. How do I say this? If they pull the plug, people don't want to be asked where he like what happened to him a month from now. It'll just be like, oh, okay, he's kind of selling to that position. Like they put him, they give him a lot of opportunities. He made the most of them, but I don't think he's actually over in that way. Like I don't think he's, I don't think he's a fifth or sixth or seventh pillar. Like Dante Martin's still way ahead of him. Yeah, um, they have this thing called the pillars and then the killers. Or whatever. I don't know if you've <laughs> caught up on this. But. Imp told me about it, uh, and uh, he didn't. Okay, so who are the killers? So the killers are Daniel Garcia, uh-huh. Dante Martin, okay, um, Lee Moriarty, mm-hmm. and one more grappling ass dude. I I don't remember the fourth one, but so some, basically, some, if the pillars listen to rap, yeah, okay, you know Daniel Garcia, listen, he listen, he, he listen, rap, listening ass nigga, he definitely is. You see, that, you see that you see that line up you see that yeah. line up yes yeah um yeah i don't i don't remember who oh uh it might have been will or Yuta, i think was the other one hmm okay so, well that maybe that maybe throws off my my, my yeah. analogy but okay yeah but uh um, three out of four a bet yeah you know uh but jericho and kingston square off at the end uh 2.0 tried to jump you know, uh, you know, try to get it in there, but uh, another one for Sammy. So he's uh, pr- presumably waiting on Cody to re- return. I'd like to see them do a ladder match at like beach break or something. I thought that think that might be pretty fun. So we've seen Cody in a ladder match before. We've seen Cody in like two ladder matches, right? He was in one. I know at least with like four other people. I don't know if he was in another one. Okay, he was in the one with o- what was the one with Okada, right? No, they just used the ladder in the middle of the match with him. And okay, Kenny. that's right. That's what I'm thinking of. And obviously, okay, never mind. He I got two plays off that bitch. That's what happened. Yeah, I'm 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 just totally forgetting because like yeah, they used the ladder, but it wasn't a ladder match. Okay, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, and I know Sammy Guevara is down and do some crazy shit. So, um, yeah, but I didn't like this show. I. Yikes! Go back to a hot city. Like, <laughs> have a better show too. Like, the weird thing is, like, like, like it's a good thing. Like, it, it is a good thing they didn't waste a good show on this crowd. But, but that's like, the thing, though, right? Like, Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Hundred and Fifty. Then. Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Rampage was a good show. It went on after this. In the same fucking building. B is like that. All right, yeah, so Rampage, uh, let's see what the opener was. Uh, the opener for Rampage was, uh, oh, yeah, uh, Adam Cole versus uh, Trent Brunner, Trent Brunner versus uh, Adam Cole. Really good match. I didn't give him three and a half stars, and, like, you know, I, I actually like Trent more than uh, than most people, but like, he is a really solid wrestler. Like, uh, like, I don't think he'll ever, like, be a champion or a single champion in AEW, but, like, He's kind of like with Frank, because I would love him and Frank considering we're tag team. Just go out there, mm-hmm. just, just go out there, and just just grip and rip it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Cole ended up uh, winning with I believe the uh, hold on. Um, he ended up winning with a with the boom. Uh, like there was a tease that he was going to go try to win with um with the Panama Sunrise, but it didn't happen. Uh, but I really enjoyed the match. Uh, then after that, there was, uh, unless you got the, unless you got the, the segments, I was going through the matches. No match. Okay. Yeah. So I have the matches. Uh, so the second match after that was, uh, Andrew Everett versus Sean Spears. Sean Spears beat him in like inside 90 seconds with a C4, uh, Death Valley driver. Um, second match after that was the six woman trios match. I saw he cut a promo on Twitter that was actually pretty good. And he kind of took some shots at Wardlow. You said Spears? Yeah. Yes, that was a good promo, and it made me realize. It made me think like, this is why Rich likes this dude. I'm assuming like because he can actually is a better promo than he's given credit for being. Is that what it is? Yeah. Like okay. he, usually he and I'll I'll take the build with him and Cody like to the grave. Like he was fucking phenomenal in that shit. He was good. But, the matches didn't, didn't match. Yeah. So like, and I think he's. I think he gets so much shit for being such a like a low stakes person like he's like it's like all right you know how I, I describe christian sometimes as low stakes like uh-huh. as, as a way he's low stakes in in even lower stakes way like he comes and loses to everyone like he's not pushed at all but he's like this is first singles match in like on age right or dynamite or, or uh rampage in months right and it, 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 he's he's more than solid like he's a major league wrestler like he could he could wrestle anywhere like like stop this like uh so i was gonna make a joke but i was i'd left it like he could wrestle anywhere like do you want to wrestle anywhere like <laughs> i'm saying like he could, he could be on, the, get, on a card no, anywhere and, and not yeah. like, not he, embarrass himself yeah 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 he, he yeah he's not incompetent i would like more than not being incompetent to be, be on a uh, right. major but Right, but, but they barely use him. Like it's like I think the hate is outsized for him. Like and I, especially like when he's. I think people hate it. I think people. Is. I think this is like people's like revenge on the fact that they never liked the ten gimmick to begin with. And like he was over, even though he was even just because of the thing. And like once it went away, like people were like, "Yes, fuck him. We hated <laughs> that thing." Like we and we also hate NXT, and now he's on this other thing, and like he's not doing much, and it's like, but yeah, like. He's not there to be a star. He's there to be a job, a, a, a prelim guy. It's fine. Fuck him. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I re- look, I'd much rather watch him than Bobby Fish. What? For sure. 
do I need to pull up the cage match uh, match guide? Do I need to do that? Well, Sean Spears don't get enough matches. Oh, 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 because oh. you go out here and be having like four and a half star matches every rip, huh? Okay, okay. Like, if you like him over the promo, sure. As far as I'm in the ring, hell no. Um, yeah, so next match after that was the uh, women's uh, trios match Statlander, Red Velvet, Layla Hirsch versus Nyla, Uphel, being the bunny. Um, this match was decent. Uh, like, I, this match is a match you look on paper, it's like, it, you know, it's six people, so it shouldn't be bad, but it could be bad, uh, but, uh, and it, but it was, you know, they moved, they, they moved through their stuff pretty fast, also made the end, you end up getting, um, this whole overrun story between, uh, continuing between Layla and Stat, where, uh, Layla's mad at Stat for some reason, and Stat's trying to, you know, she's mad too, but she ultimately is trying to be above it. Uh, she gets in the ring at first, uh, and Layla blind tags in immediately, tells her you got the ring, um, at multiple times inside the match, like, Layla did not want to tag in Statlander, Statlander gets in the match with the advantage to possibly go win it, um, then Statlander, I'm sorry, uh, Layla blind tags herself in again, they start arguing by the ropes, um, and, uh, Statlander is, uh, by the ropes, facing towards center of the ring, Layla is closer towards the center of the ring, facing out, and uh, the bunny uh, shoves Layla into Stat. Stat goes out the ring, and then um, Penelope just immediately covers and gets the well, not Penelope, but uh, the bunny is immediately covering and gets the win. And then they have an all-time meme of Statlander outside on the floor, and then the camera zooms or pans and zooms into Stat or to a. Uh, Layla Hirsch's face is she just like she's so furious even though it's all her fucking fault <laughs> but she had no one to blame but but she's not gonna blame herself it was great uh then the main event was Jungle Bone Luchasaurus uh defending the AEW world tag title against uh John Silver and Alex Reynolds this was a blast of a match um this the match could have been cleaner because there were uh, there were some things that that were not were kind of not want to say sloppy but like not the sharpest between these four that you've seen from them, but like the stuff they were doing was so uh, kind of hard that you kind of like let it slide because it was a high level of difficulty. Uh, but they were fun. Uh, I was kind of waiting for the Luchasaurus and uh, and John Silver matchup. I got it. It wasn't as much as I wanted it, but like it was fun at the same time. Uh, there was multiple spots where like like you know they killed Jungle Boy like four different times. Uh, and one seems to get a pin. They got the, the big near fall at the end. Um, ultimately, um, you end up getting a double team, like alley-oop move from Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy for like an alley-oop cutter. And then Jungle Boy is up pulling the, uh, the Ray Phoenix and hits the ropes and takes out John Silver out on the floor and, uh, Luchasaurus ends up pinning Reynolds. Uh, really good match. I ended up giving it like three and three quarters. I can see people giving it a four. Yeah, man. Um, I guess there's only one thing left to do, James. What's that? Gotta hit the music. I 
feel like I haven't said hit the music in quite a few weeks, so uh, it feels good it's, to it's actually get it back out there. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. So, uh, I don't think we've covered anything from 2022. Um, so, they had a show on 1-3 that was at the same night as their award shows, four matches. Ultimately, it was uh, the main thing about it was showcasing um, the mass goons that were a part of uh, Gulia's uh, new additions to Don Delmondo. Um, the two additions into being Thecla, formerly of Ice Ribbon, uh, and also um, Morai. Um, I forgot what her full name used to be in Tokyo Joshi Pro, but she's former Tokyo Joshi Pro. She was like groomed as a, kind of groomed as a super rookie. Um, they were in, uh, they were, they've kind of been a threesome of, of, a, of, a of late. Um, they're, they're doing some, they're, they're doing some stuff like putting, um, Mirai in matches with Shuri. Um, do you know, it led to something. I don't know if you know what it is yet, but, uh, we'll get to it. Um, so, uh, had, uh. Oh, oh, sorry. I got to go through here. Uh, so ultimately, that was that's basically one three. So they basically ran. Not basically, they did. They ran January eighth, ninth, and tenth. Um. Uh, the other weekend, and there was some very good matches on the card. Uh, so just to get through the undercards for for uh one eight, uh. You had, uh, in the opener, you had Kaguma and Lady C and Hameka, uh, in a triple threat match. Uh, Kaguma ended up winning. Uh, she suckered in both of them, uh, especially Hameka with the, with the bearism. Um, and at the end, uh, Kaguma ended up getting the win, um, stealing after Lady C basically kicked and booted, uh, Hameka out the ring. Kaguma quickly capitalized and hit her with her bridging schoolboy pin. Um, Next, after that, you end up getting Mayu and Hazuki and Handen versus Saki, Fukugan, uh, Death, and, and Rina. Um, there's been a lot of stuff going on between of the last few months between Rina trying to step up and challenge Hazuki because uh, Rina, she wears black lipstick and, and Hazuki, you know, when she was in Oedo Tai, she always wore black lipstick. And, you know, the 15-year-old is taller than this 24-year-old woman. So it's like, it's, it's a funny thing. Ultimately, at the end, they they break bad, or she tries to break bad with Azuki. Azuki beats her ass every time. This match ended the same way. They ended up uh, clearing out the ring and uh, hitting the rocket toward the alley oop uh, corner, charging um, drop kick, and then they ended up uh, dropping her on her head and with a brain buster. <laughs> Azuki got the win. Uh, Rena's like the look belong to me now, Grandma. She 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 didn't she didn't earn it, but she ended up getting it at the end, and we'll get to that in a second. Uh, so you end up getting Donald Del Mondo. Uh, I'm still going through that one A card. Sorry. Um, oh, I got I got it right here. Uh, where am I? I completely lost. Oh yeah, you end up getting um Donald Del Mondo, Julian Thecla versus Starlight Ken and Rocka. Um, this match is better than it had any right to be. I, like, I like Thecla. I think that, um, did any of the matches I suggested, you watch, in, did she, was she in any of those? Yes. Uh, I okay. want the main event of the 10th show. That's right. That's right. I, um, I think she's good. 
I think the only thing that throw that throws me off is like she'll bust out like laughing. She's whatever, all over like, the place. Like, like she's like corpsing. Like it's not in a way like where she's like having fun to match. It's like she's corpse, and it it mm. just like took me out of it a little bit. But I'm like, all right, whatever. Like I don't yeah. know. She, she's her, she she's not offensive or anything. It's just yeah. she, I, and I think she's like you know she's talented. Yeah, I think people are either gonna love her or hate her. Um, I think she's fine, but I think that like the over the topness can be grating to some people. I think mm-hmm. that's going to be the case. We'll see how we'll see where people end up like as time goes by if she doesn't like modulate. Um but in this match she's in there with uh Julian in uh she's in there with Julian versus Starlight Kid and Rocka. Uh match is better than I thought it would be with Rocka there. And I, one thing I want to point out why like, you know, we should give praise to Starlight Kid is like she was, you know, tagly she was in there with Rocka and like those tagly matches she was worse than her ass off trying to make sure her matches were at a certain standard. Um, and this and this is no different. Like, somebody here rusted her ass off. Uh, her and Thecla are going to have a match one day, a singles match. It's going to be fun as hell. It's going to be a blast. Uh, this was, like, it isn't, like, it had much interaction. It was mostly Julia and, um, uh, Julia with Starlight Kid. But, mm-hmm. ultimately, the end of the match, you end up coming down to Julia and, uh, uh, Rocka and she ended up slapping on her uh, her variation of a uh, of a what do you call it of a brutalizer is basically mm-hmm. like instead of like trapping the top arm uh, it's trapping it with your foot and while you also reach over the top and like grab the choke uh, so she calls it Bianca I don't know why she calls it Bianca but that's what she calls it um, next match after that you end up getting uh, Mina and Mai and Waka versus Shuri Mirai and Micah ha- now you, this is your first time seeing Mirai, right? So when I tell you that it's Mirai and Micah and Shuri versus Mina Shirakawa, Mai Sakurai, and Wakatsukiyama, are you afraid for the safety of, 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 of Cosmic Angels? It's like Cosmic Angels, like y'all are in the wrong, like y'all entered the wrong dojo today. They like the wrong business. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they got their asses whooped. Um, it's like it's like y'all come out here, y'all y'all doing all the little cute stuff. Y'all fucking around with some real killers out here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so this match, Micah seemed like she had this match uh, in control, but Mariah was like, "Nah, chill, I got this." And then she proceeds to to lariat all three of their heads off, pick up Mina, and then hit her with her finish. I forgot what name her finishes, but it's basically like a fireman's carry uh, Falcon Arrow. Um, and she's getting to win. And then after the match, Mariah, uh, says to Shuri, who she just like tagged with and Shuri got very little action in this match says, Hey, uh, you know, I'm going to shake some shit up. So how about I challenge you for your red belt? And Shuri was like, there is a stand, there is like, there is a standard here, but I, but I appreciate the bold, the audacity. So yeah, I'll give you a title shot. Even though you don't know, clear this this standard, but she was like, she said that shit off rip. She's like, look, there's a threshold. No, she said the word was threshold. Like, there's a threshold for this thing to, to, to get a shot for this. But I like so, I like your, your moxie, kid. So they're throwing Mariah right in the deep end. This yep. looks to be like a, a a Rossi booking pattern. I feel like I've I've noticed one. 
So, like, when Hazuki came back, we're going to throw you right in there, mm-hmm. beat you, and then cycle you back down and then, you know, bring you along the way. And I think this is a similar situation. Yes, but when you lose, you always get respect to the crowd because they know you can go. Um, now, as far as uh, Mirai, I don't know how she – look, she – she, I don't know if you want to say project. She hasn't wrestled that much, right? But – um. She clearly has tools, right? Like mm-hmm. she fits right in line with what Stardom has became has brought in and has became over the last uh, two years when they brought in Hameka and Micah uh, and um, and Howdy Hadu Tommy. Oh. Like she fits right into the host division, right? Yep. Yeah. The 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 five four. You well, know, I think she's like five six. <laughs> I think she's like I give you saying though. Yeah, like she uh. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be interesting, like what she what she becomes, like, cause what she is right now, I guarantee you, in like, I guarantee you, in two years, you'll be like, oh shit, like <laughs> they got another or two, Tommy. <laughs> like I, I, I kind of get that feeling. Like uh, she does a lot of things well, especially her power stuff. But like, um, I want to see what she looks like when you know, kind of given opportunity, and I, you know, obviously she's in with someone that like ain't gonna have a bad match under any circumstance. So um, it's gonna be fun. Uh, so next match after that, uh, you end up getting um, Momo in the main event. I'm oh, sorry, uh, no, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, Tam, I'm sorry, Tam and U- yeah, I'm sorry, I got that wrong. So, so main event, Tam and Unagi. Obviously, uh, Tam, the former white belt champion, Unagi, the white belt challenger, in the next pay per view versus Utami, the former red belt champion, in in uh, Kamatani, the current white belt champion. Um, and man. This match was fun. Uh, so, match starts out with the white belt, the upcoming white belt matchup, and like uh, Unagi's just like throwing all these big forearms into uh, Kamatani, and Kamatani's like, they start tussling oh, around. Before you do that, all right, go ahead. Queen's Quest coming out to Sai Kamatani's music. How did that feel? Tommy coming out here looking naked without the, wet, without the red belt. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Like they're announcing her last two. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Queen's how fast oh. they lose it. Wow. Now Queen's Quest is like that. Like whatever, whoever's on top, they come out. Oh, well, after EO left, obviously. Um, that's how they handle it. Like whoever has a belt or whatever else goes or gets their uh, stuff called last comes out to their music. But um, so they end up going at it, the, the white belt, the, the upcoming white belt match had come going at it in ring. And then like Tommy tags in immediately. Cause uh, they ended up like tussing into the Queens Quest corner. Uh, and then once Tommy got in, like Unagi was like, no, I want no parts. <laughs> like half of it is like, I want, I want the white belt chain. The other part is like, I want no parts of that, of that, of that bear right there. Uh, Tam, come get this. Uh, they and then uh, Tam and Utami start wrestling and like you know they just have a good chemistry together and like they start throwing each other around but like they did a good job of they did a good job of hiding the fact that like it's, we all know that like those that three of them are at one level and one isn't on the same level um and they, they like they get you so ultimately like they you also use the match of like Tam and Utami start throwing each other around and no selling German suplex throws. Uh, and then they end up going down the stretch, the, the home stretch with uh, Kamatani and Unagi. And like, gotta say, like, 
compared to their Grand Prix match, this was better. Um, close stretch make you think like they can actually have a really good match uh, come, I think, the 29th. So uh, they come down the stretch. Kamatani is outclassing her. Tan's making plays on the outside by like interfering in certain small ways, kind of equalize the stuff. And ultimately, um, Unagi ends up, uh, they start trading or start encountering each other and reversing out of each other's finishes. And then ultimately, Unagi ends up hitting a Blade Runner and then gets her up for her uh, Made Japan looking finish. Um, and Unagi, I'm sorry, uh, Utami made a save at the end and then she goes to get her up again and the bell rings for time on the drive 20 minutes. Uh, I end up giving this three and three quarters. Uh, look, man, they, ha- they had a, uh, a a really good job and a good showing for, Ut- for Unagi to look like a credible champion against K- Kamatani. But coming out of this match, well, all the thing I thought was like, damn, I kind of want to see Utami and Tam throw down again. I thought the same thing. Um, <laughs> but I'll say this, the Nagster... Uh, shouts out to Redleaf, uh, coined the the Nagster name. Every, every time I see, her, I like her. So like, and I think she's she got like, heart. She definitely she's got always heart. getting better. She she's over with me. Uh, her inside should be awesome when it when it happens. Yeah. Also on this show, uh, uh, Momo Kogo from uh, Ice Ribbon, not Ice Ribbon, but uh, Actress Girls also did some stints in Ice Ribbon, um, some shots in Ice Ribbon. Uh, showed up at Stardom and said she wants to join. And I brought this up at this natural progression and moment because naturally, uh, the queen of the assessment match, Unagi, came out and said, "Hey, you you want to join Stardom? You know, let's get it. When, when you are ready, me and you will have your assessment match." Uh, it's like ever since she got her, ever since she did the uh, that seven series trial match, she got her ass whooped. Like anybody that comes into Stardom, she's like. You you must go want you must go through me. <laughs> it's time for me to give back them ass whoopings. <laughs> you will go one on one with the Nagster. Yeah. So uh so yeah, it like it looks like it's gonna be a fun match. Like I, I I'm trying to think, what did I give their match at the Grand Prix? Probably like three and a quarter, three something like that. So like I could they have a better match. Um. So the main event, Azumi versus Momo. Um. This is not their best match. This is not their second best match. This is still a three and three quarter star match, but you're holding on the expectation that like, these are two of the best wrestlers in the world and they're having a grudge match. So you, so you wonder what this could be. Um, ultimately, uh, very good match. There was interference at the beginning. You had um, <coughs> Queen's Quest trying to thwart the interference from the outside from the from the Wu Tang Clan deep. Um, Oedo Tai, uh, they ended up not being able to clear out that stuff. Uh, you end up getting Momo. She ends up putting a wrench into her kick pad and she ends up punting Azumi's head off um, for Take a knockout win. Rich, yeah, she was not on the second night or the third night of this tour because they think she may have broken her nose. Wow. They don't know if they, they, they actually, I take it back. They didn't know yet. Azumi being a wrestler, being too tough or all good. I don't know. She wants, she, she says that like they haven't officially announced that she's ready to go yet, but she is ready to go is what she says. This is from like earlier today. If you guys didn't see this kick and you, there, I believe there's short form video of this on Twitter somewhere. If you look hard enough, 
she literally like uh azumi's like head is is sitting on the ground and she's, she's, on, like, she's looking on her, down she's on all fours she's basically on all fours and then momo just like she loads up the the kick pad with a wrench in it and literally like charlie brown like like comes like adam ventier would be proud of this kick ronaldinho would like this kick yeah like she sounds off on her face like and it's just like huh like like she kicked the fuck out of her like yep now um also momo actually got her real heel gear yes and her heel gear basically is like, "Hey, let's just do the gear you've already ha- you've already had in Queen's Quest set. Let's make it purple." Like, there's some variations to it, but like the, the like the template is still relatively mostly the same. Um, so you know, and also her music, um, her music is like a a evil remix of like uh, her most recent music that she had, like that she got <laughs> like over the summer last year. So she had to go see the evil music man too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, she doesn't like a poor anymore. So that's that's very good. Correct. Um, so she ends up she ends up uh, blasting uh, uh, Azumi as you say is immediate knockout. Um, I think the last okay now last summer is when they start doing like punk kicks, basically knocking people out. Like I remember uh, the second time Rand- that, uh, Unagi Randy Orton and King kicked someone this hard ever in his life. That that is absolutely true. Uh, so Shuri and Tam start doing punt kicks. Um like yeah, Shuri and Tam start doing punt kicks like after ooh, Shuri punt kicked uh Unagi's fucking dome off um like right before the Grand Prix last year. Um but yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, this was the worst one I ever saw in Stardom. Um, like this one didn't like it was protected at all. Like at first, like the way that she, that Zumi went down, like I was wondering, like did like she not put the wrench too far inside of her shin and she actually caught some of the wrench or whatever? Was but like, nah, man, it's hard. She hit her, and that was all. That was all her. <laughs> that, was, that was just all her. Uh, so yeah, you know, um, Zumi says she's good, but like that could have been a lot worse. It could have been a two month thing where you just going like uh, Mina was. Uh, for two months last year. Uh, but yeah, so, um, Queen's Quest comes in the ring. Um, Utami's furious. She, she, you know, gets, um, Momo up against the ropes and said, like, I want a singles match. And that's going to be at the anniversary show, 29th. Um, and, uh, I guess we move on to the next show. The next show was supposed to be a four on four match between Queen's Quest and, um, and Do- not Donald, not Donald, Queen's Quest and Oedo tie, but they end up doing a three on f- a four versus three handicap match instead. Um, so the opener of that show, Thekla versus uh, Saki, I didn't like this match. Um, it, I, it it just didn't work for me. I ended up giving this like two stars. I'm sorry, two and two and a quarter. Uh, next match after that was, uh, Mayu and, I'm sorry, uh, Thekla ended up winning with, um, I believe her, with, a, she won with a European clutch. Uh, so next match after that, you again, uh, Mayu and Hannon in, uh, versus Unagi and, and Waka. Uh, Waka. Unagi fought her heart out against Mayu, which is saying something because I remember their singles match in that trial series and Mayu beat the shit out of her. Uh, so she was out here, you know, she, she had to, 
be the big the middle child had to be the, the the bigger sis for Waka at this time. And she stood her ground against Mayu pretty well. Also, when they came down to Hannon versus Waka, and um, Hannon ended up uh, winning with a Hannon special. Is basically like a uh, almost like a a fallaway slam bridge pin. Uh, so, uh, after that, uh, Hannon, like, kind of, like, gave Waka the, like, get better and come after the, after the future belt. Um, and, a third match, Tam and Mina and Mai versus, uh, like we mentioned, uh, Micah, uh, versus, uh, Micah, Hameka and, and Mirai, and they just send Tam up to say, you gotta carry, you just gotta, you just, you just gotta carry, <laughs> Like they've been putting her in there with all these out of the mother motherfuckers, and you just gotta carry. Like, no, we're not gonna give you Unagi and Mina. You always gonna get stuck with either Mai or uh or Waka, but you just gotta carry. Man, she tried to carry that shit, not work. It was wasn't no doing. They they kept bullying my, uh, Tam out the ring and kept keeping her from getting in the ring. Ultimately, uh, I think Mariah ended up uh, getting the win on this one. Um. Yeah, Mariah ended up uh, beating uh, beating Mai with her her, uh, her fireman's carry Falcon Arrow finish. Uh, I ended up giving this three and a quarter. Uh, then uh, then the, the semi event uh, the the three or the three versus four handicap match. Um, Lady C was put put in there a lot. Uh, they tried to even make it look more competitive by having her f- at you know five foot almost ten. Uh, wrestling a lot against the the more veteran but four foot eleven starlight kid, and she's worked underneath while being like a foot taller than this woman, and it somehow didn't seem ridiculous, but it but it was actually good. Um, uh, they didn't. I I don't know if they they did a lot of equalizing spots where they had uh, Kamatani do floor dives to try to like clear clear the decks or whatever else. But ultimately, the number games were too strong, like it should be. I think uh, I'm tired of the stardom dives, like especially dives. like. Yeah, like with like the safe how, dives. Yes, how safe they look and like uh, like twenty five people catching the dive and <laughs> shit. I'm like, look, man, like get up there, do the shit or don't. Like, like stop playing around with it. So, um, ultimately, the numbers end up overwhelming. Uh, Queen's Quest Star or uh, C's in there isolated and uh, she's in there with Momo. She gives a good fight, but it's Momo. Momo ends up uh, being there with a reverse B driver. So I guess a reverse boot driver would be like a a what do you call it a double hooked up like tombstone I don't I don't even know what to call it um, but yeah uh, the main event time Shuri and Julia versus I missed this one <laughs> I, I didn't oh. see this one on there oh it's the guys oh man like this is the best match of, the, of all the ones I gave to you uh, Shuri and Julia defending the the tag titles against Suzuki and Kaguma uh, the tag league winner. Man, this match was a blast. Um, Clinton Stretch has been going down to uh, Julia and Hazuki, and like, Sh- or Julia basically has Hazuki being like three different times, and she escapes or gets saved by Kaguma. Um, and ultimately, on the last time after like Shuri finally gets rid of Kaguma, um, they they hit her with a double move and like. Hazuki looks dead to rights, and Hazuki ends up hit, pulling out the uh, the Hazuki straw, the Mai straw cradle, and gets the Flash victory, and they're two tag champions. Um, and they start breaking down, crying, and like it's one of the better stories from 2021 going into this year, where like they were they weren't even in the company, 
They show back up. Um, you know, they have that match at Osaka Joe Hall. They decide to do tag league. They win the tag league and have that great final match with uh, Momo and Azumi. Um, and then they had to wait for their time to get their title shot. And I, I you know, I figured they were just going to lose and they end up getting the upset win. And it kind of frees up, you know, Shuri from, from, you know, having all, you know, having to wrestle multiple <laughs> tag or multiple belts. Uh, and it kind of sets up Julie on a path to, you know, eventually like, turn heel or whatever she's going to do hey, um, she, in the future. She, she give up the SWA belt yet? Yeah, she did. She let go of it. Okay. Uh, she said she wanted to focus solely on the uh, on the red belt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, then we go. Then we end up going to uh, 10-1. Uh, we get Unagi and... Also, sorry. the bear had new gear, too. I, I saw a picture, I yes. believe, of... Velch Bracca, I, I can't say his name, uh, had asked me about it. Yes. Yes. Uh, the gear looks nice and professional and expensive. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's the same. Do you see, her and Azuki both have like the same color scheme. Uh, yeah. But apparently that is only for tag team defenses because the very next show on this one, she goes right back to the t- to the to her normal uh, gear. Uh, so, you, you know, that, you know, she had to use that for special, special. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Um. So, uh, come on, Google. Listen, listen. We we try we trying to help you out. We trying to get you all nominated next year. You know, <laughs> we can't we can't get you nominated if you don't wow. win a plot shit. <laughs> so the opener of uh ten one is uh I'm sorry one ten is Unagi and Mai versus Saki and Death and like, bro, this one of the funniest fucking matches I've seen in like a long time. Like. Death's on one, bro. Like the best, bro. There was there's a spot where like Saki is about to be pinned, and Death makes a save by bopping Unagi across the fucking head with the newspaper. <laughs> fucking howl, bitch. <laughs> like, bro, because it's, it's not that she just hit her; it's that the noise, the noise of the paper hitting her head was so loud. <laughs> yeah. I, I I just couldn't stop, uh, and then she does a bunch of other stuff like like death, like you will love this match. You need to go back and watch it. I know you will love this match. Go back yep. and watch the opener of ten one or one ten. I keep saying ten one. Uh, yeah. Um, ultimately, you end up getting um, my yeah, Saki smoking Yano. Oh yeah, not even close. Um, so you end up getting uh, Saki and Mai in there in the last second, and Nagi looks like she you know helped. Has helped out enough, and um, is about to help Mai get a win, but not so fast. Saki ends up hitting her flash crucifix pin, and ended up getting uh, uh, Mai out of there. Um, so then you end up getting a singles match between uh, Hazuki and Rina. Now this match was like changed to a singles match because of what happened with Azumi being taken off the card. They had to rejigger some things, but um, ultimately, you know. Azuki just whoops her ass and ends up getting uh, hitting her with, uh, actually didn't even hit her with anything. She, ended up, she beat her with a brutalizer. She made her tap out to the brutalizer. Much like Pac. Um, so, <laughs> Pac and the rest are not too bad. <laughs> just had to clarify because you know, like she used to do the, she also used to do the uh, the Red Arrow too. So it's like you know, like you see where she you know. gets a lot of some of the influence from. But hit, uh, hit, hit him up. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you, 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 did you watch uh, Euphoria? Uh, not season two, no. Okay. I'll, I'll just shut up then. Okay. So, 
Um, next match: Utami in in Kamatani in Lady C versus Starlight Kid, Momo, and Raka. This is basically the same match they had before, except there's no um, from the day before, except there is no arena, there is no number advantage, and. Start in Queen's Quest ends up shining. Uh, this time you end up getting Unagi in there. I'm sorry, not Unagi, but Utami in there in a close stretch with Rowaka. And bro, like Utami for the finish hits her with the deadlift German. Shit was so fucking impressive. <laughs> Utami is just like she's strong as fuck. She's yeah, you're the biggest woman on the roster. Whatever. Deadlift, drop you on the back on your on the back of your neck and pin you. I was like, God damn, you're strong. Um, so uh, yeah, that match is very good. I almost gave that three and a half. I ended up going three and a quarter. Uh, that uh, semi event, Mayu and Kaguma and Hanan versus Shuri, Micah and Hameka. Um, no, this match was very good. Like Kaguma was in there with uh, Micah a lot because they're teasing that because the next challenges for the tag belts are Micah and Hameka. Um. So Mike or you know Kakuma's trying to she already got Hameka earlier in this weekend or earlier in the weekend with uh the bearism. She's trying to get Micah to get onto the bearism and like Micah's trying to go with it and the end she stops like, no, I'm never doing it. I'm not I'm not gonna do it. And Hameka and Hameka and Shuri are both on the in on the corner on the uh in their corner, like they're trying to convince Micah to do it. Micah's like, no, 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 I ain't gonna do that. I ain't going out like that. <laughs> it's almost like you almost get you almost convinced the Undertaker to, to start dancing this at the last thing like, no, nah, I ain't doing that. I'm the Undertaker. What's wrong with you? But uh, yeah. they have good exchanges. Uh, Shuri and uh, Mayu always have good exchanges. Like you can tell they love like having you know their their segment of the tag match with each other. Um, so that was that was really good. Uh, ultimately, at the end, you end up getting um, Hannon isolated, and Micah ends up finishing her with her finish. Uh, I think it's called an Inka Otoshi. Basically, it's like a get you in almost like a power slam position, and then I roll you like basically off your shoulder, and it like it turns to like a rolling body slam almost. Um, uh, then the main event: Tam, Mina, and Waka versus Julie Marai and Thekla. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so because um, because of the uh, the SWA belt being vacated. Um, the two people that come to the forefront are Mina, who is bilingual, speaks English, pr- pretty decent English, um, and Thekla, who is Austrian, so I'm assuming that means she natively speaks German, and then also speaks English and Japanese. Um, so, they start off the match, both of them, and they're both Hilarious. like... Yes, yes, yes. Like, she's saying, you're toxic spot, well, like, one... So, Thekla speaks English very well and she speaks she speaks japanese seemingly from what i can tell pretty damn well too so she is speaking to mina in japanese and then mina is responding back in english so uh basically the conversation is like they say that you know mina's saying like they say that you're the the, the poisonous spider well i am the sexy spider and then they basically like do the the dancing and the, and the whatever else you want to call it. I'm not, whatever. It was a the, the gyrating. The, the, sure. The, the, the jigging. Sure. sure. The jig- <laughs> no, the jiggling. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, there, there was that too. Uh, so, 
Um, they, after all of that, they start wrestling, and you know they they fit well together. Like um, you know, because Mina has a little, she seemingly has like some a high speed package that like, but she's not a high speed wrestler. Um, and Thecla seems like she she could do high speed eventually or someday in stardom. Um, so like they they fit they fit well together. Obviously, you have Julia and you have Tam there. They fit together like peanut butter and jelly. Um, and then you have Waka in there uh, with Mariah. And a lot of it is like Waka trying to stand up to Mirai, Waka trying to stand up to Julia, um, Tam and uh, Tam and, and Mina are trying to help out Waka whenever she's caught in isolation in the ring. Um, ultimately, it doesn't work. They end up beating uh, Waka ass, of course. Uh, I think yeah, Fekla ends up beating Waka with like a basically like a double underhook Blade Runner. Uh, yeah. I think she calls it like a some type of poisonous spider. Death Drop, I think something like that, but it's basically double underhook. Uh, it felt like the Thecla showcase. Yeah, yeah. So um, after the match, Tam gets on the mic and says, "Like Julia, just something about you. Like then we get in the ring, we touch. Like our fucking blood boils. Like I want another singles match." And Julia's she like, "Wants to feel it." Jul- <laughs> He's stupid. So Julia's like. Another singles match wouldn't that be un- wouldn't that be boring? How about we make it interesting? Now keep in mind, like this plays off of what she said before she suggested doing the hair match last year, right? So Tam's like, "What you want to do the hair match?" He grabs her hair and puts it out in front, and then, like Julia's like, "No, no, 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 no! My hair just grew back. I'm not doing that again." Um, she said, "Like we'll come up with something. How about uh, they both basically say that like they're fighting for they they both want to fight for." the right to win a, a belt. Now, obviously, last year, the whole thing was about both of them fighting over the white belt, or last two years has been about them fighting over the white belt. So they're like, all right, what do you, what do you, which belt do you we'll want? We'll say it at the same time. We'll say at the same time, say red. I'm like, did they both, gra- they both at the same time, I graduated to red belt status, or red belt uh, title scene uh, status. So um, they say they want a match. They're trying to come with a, with a stipulation. Mayu comes out. Mayu Bro, in the show. Mayu just fucking rolls in there and just like grabs him. Well, it's like, where the fuck did you come from? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> during that match, during the during the semi-main event, when Julian, Mayu, and Shuri were in that match, Stars versus DDM, and they kept going. After the match, like Shuri made or Shuri was making eyes with Mayu. They were they were basically like lock, basically staring daggers at each other as Mayu's walking away. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. So. She comes out and says, fuck it. You want to make it interesting? Add me. We'll make it a three-way match. And, like, we'll have two winners. And, the fir- and you know, the two winners will get title shots at a later date. And then the person that lost, that didn't win either match, gets nothing. They go f- the fuck home. Uh, so that's what they agreed upon. Um, after that, you then get... Um, so Julia's losing, right? I don't know. Why would you... Why, why do you think Julia's losing? Because I don't think they would go into splitting up the faction that fast. I feel like that's going to play out over a uh, lengthier amount of time. Do you think they would split up? Do you think they would need to split up right immediately in the lead up? Or do you think they could split up after one of them loses? They're going to be doing a pretty big show in March, right? So they're doing they're doing back-to-back sumo halls on the 26th and 27th. So the, so the work... So the two winners do it when this they're they're getting their title shots back to back nights. Yeah. Huh. Um 
I don't think Shuri is coming off the belt. Oh, she's not. So... She'd be both of them. Or at least, or at least, she, or at least she should. Damn. I mean, they could let Mayu lose and then like use Mayu like at a later time. Well, rather than just blowing through a damn, it is Sumo Hall, but um, yeah, but like Sumo, they also just did Sumo Hall, like you know, it's like three or sorry, uh, you know, uh, almost four months later. I I think they put so much into Donald Mondo, I I don't think you would want to do that Shuri and Julia thing on either a one day build or a. Uh, just a win in your end scenario. I think that's something that should get more care. I think, okay, so I remember Dave Meltzer saying that like Julia was going to win before she got messed up her neck, she was going to win the Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. And then that she was going to lose to Tommy. And then Shuri was going to get her rematch in the spring. So presumably, mm-hmm. speaking of how these dates are all going around, she's going to like it would have been Shuri and Utami at at Russell at Dream Queendom. Utami would have won. They would have went to March. Julie would have, or Shuri would have won in March. Mm-hmm. So in theory, like you could put Julia in and beat her because that's her loss she was going to get anyway in December. Mm-hmm. Then, but ultimately, we know at some point in the next. 12 months or so, she's going to win the red belt anyway, so who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Uh, as far as... Um, I haven't thought about who... Like, I'm pretty sure Julia's going to win, win one of these things. Now, as far as, like, whether it's Tam or Mayu, ultimately, I feel like whatever they do, the person that doesn't win this match is going to get a, a red belt title shot at a later date anyway. Like whether it's, right. you know, in six months or whatever else, anywhere after the grand prix or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so it doesn't really matter who gets it. Like, I'm just assuming it'll do, they'll do Julia for one, because they want to put her in a main event of a, of one of these shows like this. Cause they haven't been able to, well, they did it in Budokan hall. That's the only time they've been able to do it. Um, everything else has been like semi inventing, whatever else. Um, gotcha. I mean, I don't really know. Like, I, I don't really know what they what they do as far as that. Like, uh, as far as who the other person is, whether my and Tan flip a coin, it doesn't matter to me. I'm good either way. Um, so, so yeah, like it's gonna be interesting what they do because like they're clearly building these pay per views so far. Like up to like the big the big threatening title matches for Shuri are going to be there. Like, I think I think she's probably going to take on Hameka after she gets done with. Uh, Marai, like so. Pe- February pay per view will probably be Hameka, um, mm-hmm. but she's not a threat. So it'll be like the real threats will be in March, and then we'll see what they do to give her something interesting or fun to do, like until they get to the Grand Prix. But like, I kind of feel like it's a lot that she's going to make it through the Grand Prix as Red Belt champion, and you know, they do Osaka Joe Hall again and whatever else after whatever else. Like that'll been we was like she might actually lose this time, but. It'll be fun to see her in there with like the sh- you know the the Mayus the. Hey, Julia, can we bring Takumi Roja back? I mean, they're that. I mean, they went to a draw. That one is kind of old. <laughs> that one is kind of old. Like, yeah, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. Hell, let Takumi win the Grand Prix. 
I know some people. I, I, I know. I know. JD don't like hearing that, but whatever. <laughs> this, this is a pro Takumi Roha uh, podcast. He gonna have to deal with it. Um, but yeah. So yeah, I, I think that's kind of where we are. So after after that, um, Mina and Thecla both throwing their hats to to want to be the two challengers for the SWA vacant belt. Um, so they're getting that match on pay per view. Um, after that after they exchange words, like Mina says, like, I want to be the SWA champion so that I can like go overseas and wrestle people and train and kind of build and kind of build the cosmic angels international empire or whatever else. And that's where you got that meme that you saw where like, she was basically like, they put her basically in the spot where like triple H was when they were doing like the local globalization NXT, except it says it's pink and it says cosmic angels everywhere. But, um, Yeah. That's kind of where we are. Like the cards already out. They already did a press conference last week. I haven't watched it yet, but um, <gasps> what? Russell Westbrook put Rudy Gobert on a milk carton. Oh my god! You don't know him? Yes. Oh my god! Send it to me. Yeah. Um. So the card, the top of the card is uh, the Rebel match, Mirai in um. Shuri, the triple threat match for uh, red belt title shots between Mayu and Tam and Julia. Uh, third from the top is white belt match Unagi and uh, Kamatani. Um, next match after that is uh, the tag match. It's Kazuma uh, and Hazuki. Yeah, it is. I'm sorry, I'm getting a coffee fit right now. Hold on. Yeah, Kaguma and Hazuki, they'll be making their uh, first defense of those tag team titles. Uh, they Yeah, versus Micah and Ameka. Yep. Yeah, also on the card, special grudge match. Utami and Momo, that match should be awesome. Um, James, we, have, we haven't talked about the um, the adventures of Sayaka Matani and all that are happening on oh, Twitter. Oh, yeah, that's right. So... Um, last year during the Grand Prix, she spilled the beans that the special guest entrant to the B, the, uh, the Blue Block was, it was, uh, Takumi Roja. So, they're having her, uh, basically make appeals to Rossi to get a dream match with, um, with, uh, Kota Bushi. And every, t- and the first time she comes into Rossi's office, if you will, um, there is a woman with wearing a <laughs> she's wearing a get up to cover her to disguise herself um and she's sitting at the desk and rossi says don't come in um i'm in the middle of something and either way like uh Kamatani still interrupts and says i want a match i want you to try to get me a match with uh abushi and she's like he's like this ain't the time to place i'm busy right now scram get out um and she looks over her shoulder and she actually sees um, the person's face and the person tried to cover up her face, but it's too late. She already saw. Um, and then, uh, she finally, Kamatani finally is out of the ring and then she, or out the, uh, room. And then she says like, I can't believe it. So, um, then there's another video where, uh, Rossi's on the phone talking to the person that was in the desk, sitting at the desk. And he is, uh, and he is getting interrupted by Kamatani again because she wants to wrestle Kota Bushi that bad. Um, and 
Same thing happens. He's on the phone and says, hey, I just, I'm, you know, same, you know, uh, I'll see you in Osaka or uh, Nagoya. I'll see you in Nagoya. That's where the pay-per-view is at the 11th anniversary show, 29th. And, um, like, so now we know, like, the person, whoever it is, will be unveiled on, on at Nagoya. So people have started to crank up the speculation machine, for what I can tell. Um, you know, uh, who do you think it is? Um, Kyrie. I think it's Kyrie. It could be Kyrie. Um, you know, the was it Fightful that said when her, her contract is up in February? Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I, I wonder. No, if it's the last day of the month, you know, it could be like tomorrow. Well, and, the, you know, no, here is then no. the Japanese time. Because if, you know? no, if it's the 29th there, that means that, that means that at, at best it's the 28th here. That, that's not how that works. It's, it's, no, that's not how that works. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know who it is. In that case, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure then. But then again, like, you know, if you say it's February... It's you know it could be like oh I was wrong by three days, okay. Whatever. What you gonna do? What you gonna yeah. do? Sue me? Yeah. And also because all this stuff is speculation, like it's not like anyone actually these are people's word of mouth, like about a Japanese person's contract, like who the fuck told him or told any of them, Meltzer or Sean Ross Sapp or anybody. Like we'll see. A lot of people really want to be Kyrie. Look, man, I'm not gonna get my hopes up and and, to, and trick myself and work myself into thinking it's Kyrie until I see the pirate out there. Okay, I'm not gonna do. It. I'm not gonna get my hopes up uh, when it ha- if and when it happens, it'll it'll happen. Um, but I don't know who it is. Um, you know, given there's a lot of um, a lot of free agents and people that are in weird situations and Joshi around. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that they did this, you assume this person is a high level person. Um, so we'll see. Um, but you know, stardom doesn't really fuck around when it comes to surprises. So I, it'll be, it, I, we'll, we'll see. I, I, I'm really trying to not get myself into the trick. I'm really not trying to immerse myself into it against Kyrie. I really don't. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that is the show. Uh, yeah, make sure you guys that. vote on the one nation radio awards. Definitely. Um, we got the link now in the description, so you can just click right there. If you're already listening to the show. Yep. Uh, fill it out, put your email in, uh, and let's get like, let's run the numbers up. And um, I don't even mind counting them all. So like, let's let's go ahead and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll when I feel like we have a, a good amount of votes, and I'll go ahead and lock it down so we can um, you know I wanted them weeks where it's a little dry award show. So. You know, we don't we don't let the you know the calendar dictate to to us what we do on One Nation Radio. We still need to do the AEW end of the year review. Oh yeah, that's true. We gotta um, get that set up. We haven't even yeah. We have to. I, I think I wrote down a couple names, but uh, okay. yeah, um, we'll, we'll bring that show to you guys eventually. But uh, yeah, the sooner the better. Yeah, yeah. You know, March. Hey, by the way, yeah. Yeah, so that's it of the show, y'all. Thanks for listening. Um, be sure to rate us on whatever app you're using to listen to this with. Um, also, go to um, One Nation Radio. I'm oh, sorry, uh, go to Red Circle um, and go to our donate or our Red Circle donations uh, section um, and drop us off with something. Uh, 
Are we? Are, is it? Are, are we still? Are we still? Hey, like, if y'all ain't heard, or no? What I was, was gonna say if, if y'all ain't heard FOH draft, shit, go uh, ahead and get that too. Yes, yes, check out FOH draft. Uh, link is in the description. Um, also going to like like Rich has mentioned, I'm going to put the uh, uh, the One Nation Radio 2021 awards into uh, link in the description for you guys to go get. Um, and check out the other shows on the network besides One Nation Radio. You have Keep It a Strong Style. You have the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show. You have Grown Men Watch This Shit. Uh, you have the Grave Consequences podcast. You have Eight Bit Suplex. Uh, you have All Things Elite. You have Great Match Generator, and you have AEW Match Guy. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace.